Monty Show, Utah's biggest sports talk show. When you're ready to talk sports, all you have to do is find The Monty Show. Streaming live and available 24 hours a day, seven days a week on YouTube. Now it's time for the best sports talk in Utah, The Monty Show. Indeedy do. Good Wednesday, my friends. Good to be with you. The Monty Show live in West Valley City at the Maverick Center. Um, a lot to get to today presented by the advocates, the advocates, the best injury attorneys in Utah. They have a big, big dr- blood drive coming up March 6th. Go to utahadvocates.com slash blog. Register for the blood drive. You get a $10 Amazon gift card. It's going to be an incredible event. What else would you expect from a company like the advocates that cares so much about their community? That's what's great about the advocates. That's why they're on the show. The advocates also do not require you to pay them up front. No, no, friends. You don't pay the advocates until they win your case at utahadvocates.com. A lot to get to today. Obviously, uh, there is still a lot going on in the Pac-12, uh, Big 12, your mom thing. Uh, Rich Rodriguez said something I don't know, Jake. Am I making too much of it uh, out of it by saying controversial? No, I think what he said was spot on. That's what I think. It's going to be interesting to see exactly where everybody comes down on this whole uh, Rich Rodriguez thing. Because I think what Rich Rod said is what a lot of us have been thinking about the Pac-12. We'll tell you about that coming up in about 30 minutes or so. But why don't we start rocking on the Utah Jazz, Jake? Uh, the thumbnail today created by uh, Rembrandt <sighs> over here um, talks about the Utah Jazz struggling. W- why do you think and what do you mean when you say the Utah Jazz are struggling? Yeah, I mean, I think that they're just playing undisciplined basketball. I think that they're not following a, uh, a, a game plan. You know, one night we'll see a lot of ball movement. The next night we won't see really any ball movement. We'll just see a lot of Jordan Clarkson in the paint or we'll see a lot of, you know, one particular style or the other. And that's not how this team wins games. And, 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 you know, part of me is happy to see Will Hardy getting after it in the post-game press conference. Another part of me is saying, like, yeah, part of this is you, man. Like, part of this is, is, is you having to figure out, like, how to get these guys to play the brand of basketball that you want them to play. And I think there's another part of it that is like, hey, these guys are the guys, and they have their limitations, and they have their strengths. And I think that, you know, they just haven't found a way to put that together. So, you know, when you're losing to a team like the Spurs that had lost, you know, 16 in a row, um, you know, and you'd had that really rough first half in the first game you played with them, to me, I hate to say it, but it's almost not all that surprising that you would drop one to them because that's who you've really been all season. I mean, that this team has been fighting to be a 500 team all season, and and that's not an issue. Frankly, we expected this to be like a 20-win team. So with where they are, I'm not saying that I'm upset with the job Will Hardy's done, but I just think that, you know, when you have your head coach you know, going off in the post game when you when you when you're losing to teams that, in my opinion, you should not be losing to. Okay, then you know that kind of causes controversial conversations and people get upset and a little bit salty. So I think that's kind of what they're dealing with right now. Yeah, and I think it's something along the lines of that. Will Hardy's got some growing up to do. I mean, I, I think, you know, I I I don't want to speak for Will Hardy or, you know, I, I I would guess that if he could go back. He would not say uh, this exactly as he did. I think um, we were very stubborn as a team tonight. 
we just refused to adjust. We, the game kept telling us over and over again what to do, and we sort of just refused. Um, that's a hard, a hard game for us. Obviously, you know, guys are out, and some guys go down in the middle of the game. But again, we're a team. There's no excuses. These guys are professional basketball players, and um, obviously, just a, a poor game for us all around. It just that feels over the top to me. It feels like Will Hardy's being a drama queen with that. Why do you say? I mean, what because is the, when when yeah. you when you say things, and I want to play this second bite too because he talks about we need to snap out of it and we just refuse to do these things. You're putting that on the players, and I think it, it, you need to grow up as a head coach. Here's the second bite. Now, the the funny thing is the drama does not stop. Uh, pass. Yeah, pass. When you have the ball and there's multiple people that are wearing a jersey not like yours in front of you, you should throw it to somebody else. And we have 20 turnovers to prove that we just sort of refuse to make the simple play over and over and over again. We would have little pockets where we did. Um, and then we would just kind of go somewhere else like I don't think it's because anybody's selfish like I know the guys on our team and I know their approach every day I know they want to win um you know but sometimes you just have to like snap out of it a little bit and recognize what's what's working for us and what's not yeah and I, I listen I understand that Will Hardy's a young coach I understand again flame on bra like he he burns a, a really hot flame like that guy is intense mm -hmm. but I don't think that's necessarily a good thing I think you if you're saying that you've told your players to pass and they refuse I have a real problem with that that is a in my opinion Jake that's a significant issue yeah I mean I, I think that you know you it, it, it is an issue um you know but part of me is like man like what does this really mean in the big picture that Will Hardy seemingly is battling his players a little bit right now? Because, you know, in those bites, he talks about how, you know, you, you, you have this team that just refuses to adjust. Hey, we just refuse to make adjustments in that game, and, and we basically paid the price. You know, he goes on later in the press conference to say that, you know, the San Antonio Spurs deserve to win because they played harder and they took it from us. Like, I get it. You're frustrated. And I, I do agree that it is an issue to kind of do this to your players. And, and I, I think you have to give him a teeny bit of credit for, for throwing his players under the bus in the way that he did. Because you notice what he did there. And I'm not even criticizing. I just think it's really interesting. Some coaches will be like, yeah, we just suck tonight. We're terrible. Everyone's got to be better. Right, like we'll hear we get those sound bites, not from the jazz, like specifically, but just in sports. You hear that coach come out sometimes. And then other coaches, and this is kind of Will Hardy's approach, will be like, yeah, you know, you know, we suck tonight, but I know these guys and I know they want to win. It's not for it's not for nothing. Like, I know they're doing their best. And it's like, yeah, that's cool. They're doing their best, but you're still throwing them under the bus, dude. You're still you're still that's basically right. saying like, hey, you guys refuse to pass when you've got, you know, uh, you know, three players who aren't wearing your jersey in front of you. Like, I felt like that particular comment was kind of was it just was more negative than it needed to be you could have just said hey yeah you know like 
Right now, our biggest struggle is we're not moving the ball. We're, we're driving the paint, and they're collapsing on us, and we're not kicking it out. And when we do kick it out, we make that shot at a pretty high percentage. He could have just, like, right? He could have just said that. But what did he say instead? No, he said, well, when there's more guys standing in front of you that are wearing a different jersey, you should probably pass that to someone else. And we simply refuse to do that. But, you know, it's not for not wanting to win. I mean, these guys want to win. I know my guys, right? Like, that's where I'm like, dude, like, you didn't need to dig them like that. You, you could have just simply said, yeah, the Spurs did their thing. They were better than us. Yes. You know what I mean? Like, you could have just kind of flowed through the press conference, checked the box, and gone to another day. Because we all know that there's going to be another day. You're going to have another, you have another game coming up. So I, I just didn't love that. And that's why I titled the show, why are the Utah Jazz struggling? Because the question is, are they actually struggling in the big picture? Well, not really. You're overachieving right now, Will. Like, is that lost on anyone? You're overachieving expectations. Yet, what are we still getting? Will Hardy ripping his players. That's why I think he needs to grow up a little bit. Yeah, and I, uh, listen, I just think when you look at uh, when you look at where Will Hardy is, I think this is probably. I, I don't know. Is it is it too strong to say this is one of the first times ever in his professional career that he struggled? I mean, the organizations um. he's been part of, you know, are are. I mean, he he comes to us from the Boston Celtics, mm -hmm. so it's not like this guy's done a whole lot of losing in his career, and he's never been a head man before. So there but it's not there like is Danny's a unfamiliar. No, right? Danny knows his man. No, but I I just again I think this is a lot to ask of Will Hardy. Mm -hmm. I really do, and I think that's why I said I, I understand that we're talking about uh, you know players and developing and these young guys, but let's not forget that Will Hardy's a young coach too. I'm not you saying just have he's, to like snap out of well, it a little bit, and, and I'm not saying that he's doing a bad job. I just I just think that you have to you have to understand that he's maturing just as much as a Walker Kessler's maturing, right? Like I mean, he's learning on the job, and I don't think that's an easy ask. And frankly, I think there's going to be a lot of times where he's going to make mistakes. And I do view this thing with Will Hardy after the game the other night as a mistake. Mm -hmm. This is a mistake. He should not have done that. You're about to embark on a six-game road trip where more than likely you're going to lose a lot more games than you're going to win on this trip. Thanks. And if you're going to react like this after every one of those games, I just don't think that it's going to end well. Well, and I think, you know, I would imagine, I mean, again, speculation, right? But I would imagine just watching Will Hardy – you know, both in person and on TV every night, it seems like, like I would imagine he's frustrated that they lost to a team like the Spurs. That's what I think was the frustration. I don't think that he was actually that frustrated that they weren't passing the ball well enough. Like that's your job as a coach to, to coach your team to move the ball more. Now, hey, maybe I'm wrong, but I would guess that's a source. Well, and I've heard repeatedly that he is, he's not such a hard ass in shoot arounds and practices um, that he he does have a nurturing side. So I don't want to make this out like Will Hardy is just a guy who's always ripping his players. Because that's on. Yeah, I, I, I don't think that's the truth. But you find out who guys are when they're going through adversity. I think that's the, that's the real here. And when you lose games and you're not used to losing games in basketball, man, it's a tough pill to swallow. Mm -hmm. I, I, don't think there, I don't think there's any doubt about that. Let's get some of your comments in here. Mike Chase, good afternoon. Uh, appreciate you being the first one in. Jaron Eccles says, I don't uh, like to think the Jazz are, quote, struggling. I prefer to see it as developing young guys and gaining experience for more successful years to come. <laughs> yeah, this is this is the classic. How do you say 
um, you're fired in corporate, right? Like, how do you say we're sucking in nice language, right? Like, yeah. that's, I mean, I don't disagree, Jaren, that, I mean, you know, like I said, you can phrase it however you want to, but the reality is they're in the big picture with the goals you had this year, you're not struggling. You're overachieving. No. You're doing a phenomenal job of, of going out and doing what you needed to do. Again, you have to consider, obviously, Will Hardy is in the thick of that. And winning and losing games is obviously going to affect his relationship with the media after the game. I mean, that's only natural. But I just think that that Will Hardy, yeah, seemingly has, you know, some growth to do. And, you know, if if... You know, who's the best coach in the league? I, I mean, Steve Kerr, Steve Kerr, Greg Popovich, you know, who the, who the hell ever you want to point to. If a seasoned, you know, multi-time champion head coach had done this, yeah, probably wouldn't be complaining too much because, you know, he's a seasoned 20-year vet who's won three championships and, you know, has the resume to rip into his players whenever he wants to because he's been there and he's done that. Resume matters. And I think that's the thing for me is like Will Hardy, when he did this, it kind of felt like it just kind of came off as frustration. Whereas when I hear Steve Kerr complain, you notice if you go and watch Steve Kerr talk, Steve Kerr is never really talking in a heated sense. You ever notice that? Steve Kerr is always like real chill, yeah. just real calm. And basically, he just kind of tells it how it is, which is like, yeah, you know, um, boosts weren't good tonight. You know, we didn't pass it enough, and, and I think that led to a lot of our shots, you know, being blocked or contested or, you know, and, and I got to coach him better, and we got to figure that out. Like, it's a real easy thing to do, but you learn that in time. That's yeah. the thing. Yeah, we'll see. I, I Like I said, I'm a, I'm a supporter of Will Hardy's. I am not at all saying he sucks or he's a bad coach or yeah. I'm not saying that. Lopes Fan Gabe, what's up, my Phoenix guy? Like button, casuals, please do hit the like button. We'll see Lopes Fan Gabe. Uh, and Giggity and Taco Kenny and our, Jesus. Our, our Fat Jesus, our Phoenix contingent. We'll see them. Wow, it's two weeks from tonight. I know. I know. It is two weeks from tonight in Old Town Scottsdale. Looking forward to that. What's up, Maury Alvarez? Says, good afternoon, boys. The Jazz have a real road to hoe. Well, you ain't kidding. Have you guys looked at the, A, the standings? Start with the standings, right? The Jazz right now are in the ninth spot, tied with New Orleans for the 10th spot, a game behind the Lakers for the 12th spot. Right. Let's talk about schedules. This road trip coming up is a ball buster. OKC twice in a row, Friday, Sunday. By the way, I don't know if James Knight's here yet. I do want to talk about Josh Giddy today because I think him and Austin Reeves last night put on a hell of a show. I thought what... What Giddy and Austin Reeves did in that Laker OKC game was scintillating. I actually loved it. Uh, so two at OKC, Dallas, Orlando, Charlotte, Miami. That Charlotte game's the <laughs> gimme game. Orlando, Dallas, and Miami are no gimme games. And depending on what happens with SGA, I don't think OKC's a gimme game either. That's a hell of a six-game trip. Oh, by the way, you come home for Boston. Right. After that, good luck. Like, this trip is... This trip is going to be tough. Wahalo says, Lori plus three first-round picks to the Mavs, Kyrie to the Jazz. Well, Kyrie's going to be a free agent uh, this summer, so I don't think they're going to trade him. Um, <laughs> I mean, I could be wrong. <laughs> Kyrie's going to go sign with the Lakers, man. Yeah. I'm telling you. Yeah. 
He is from the jump said he wants to be a Laker. Wahalo, What's up, big bro? Wahalo, good to see you, man. Brad Turner, I hope not. I think Kyrie has proven he is dysfunctional most anywhere. Well, and it, it's funny. We were watching the, the Mavs game the other night, and they he and Luka, I, I need to see them mesh. I need to see it become like a thing where they are cohesive, comfortable. My name is and, and listen, maybe that takes time. I'm all in that this is three, four games. I totally get that. Right. But you don't have a lot of time because you're in a position in Dallas now where you made this trade for Kai Rizzle. There are expectations, and they are steep expectations. Mm -hmm. So I don't necessarily believe they have a whole lot of time. And if Kyrie really wants to be in Dallas, which some say he does, I frankly, I believe he wants to be in L.A. I mean, he's writing that ticket now. Yes, he yes, is yes. he is writing that ticket now. Yep. Good afternoon, Mr. Preston. Says happy Thursday, Hacks. Let's enjoy the show, shall we? Uh love the program. Appreciate that. Jazz perch one. Is that perch like the fish? Program. What kind of perch is that? Uh I have no idea. Um have you ever heard of a perch? No. You've um, never heard of a fish called a perch. No. No. Oh. Nope. Nope. Do you guys understand what I deal with? What's up, Giggity? Good to see you, buddy. Uh, see you in two weeks, Lee Christensen. Hope everyone is having a good day. You too. McKinley Cutler says, listening while getting my workout in. Hey, hey. What do you bench? Hey, hey. Do you even lift? Got a good shoulder cardio session this morning. Yeah. Dante May says, we're uh, feeling out the roster to see who to keep. Totally agree with that. What's up, Ken Williams? Good to see you. Hey, there's James Knight. So much for no Pac-12 talk, LOL. Well, what do you mean? Look, we have literally talked jazz the entire show today. The entire 17 minutes. Um, Kay Nuren says, looking like the jazz are in full tank mode for a top six draft spot. I doubt that. And what makes you think they're in tank mode, bro? I mean, like, I still just don't understand But us. that's part of the thing I don't understand with Will Hardy. You've won three of five. What, what, why, what are people so upset about? Yeah. You've won three of five games. It's not like you've had some huge losing streak. The Atlanta-Dallas-Minnesota loss, that three games was and he tough. was pissed after the game, dude. Like, Yeah, he was like his life was ending. Yeah. You know, I'm trying to understand, like, why are why is that so upsetting? Uh, DeLambo, what's up, Jake? Says, I'm excited to see who does worse between the Lakers and the Jazz, LOL. I actually sort think the natural reflex. Dude, again, I know I'll die on this hill by myself alone in the nighttime. You know, it's mud. Is this the dagger? alone and stuff right uh the lakers are better the lakers i'm telling you winning that game in okc is bananas it's bananas dude and it's again it's it is it is jared vanderbilt it is malik beasley um it, uh, i will again say austin matthews is one of their most important players yes he is a solid top five player on just about everybody's roster in this league that cat can ball and if you're bringing him off the bench, man, I think you're in good shape. In really good shape. What's up, Ken Williams? Says, K, the Jazz will never tank. Uh, I don't know about that. I wouldn't say never. Not anytime soon, I don't think. Uh, C.K. Hoffman says, what's up? Chan, what's up with you? DeLambo says, Will Hardass. Let's get it. <laughs> hey, man. I agree. Pudge, what's up? How about your Knicks, Pudge? A certain somebody I know refuses to acknowledge the greatness of the Knicks right now. Facial recognition. I'm not. Dude, win a playoff game. Win a playoff game. It's not the playoff. You're so, you have such a boner over that. 
It's what not you, the okay, playoffs okay. yet. Yeah, they're playing. They're playing well. They're going to make a playoff appearance, and then when they lose, then we're going to talk about how they disappointed. No, That's what they do I, every year. When dude. the Knicks, well, it the Knicks got to get in the playoffs to disappoint in the playoffs. But w- but what am I supposed to say? Am I supposed that to this say is a that, significantly better like, team, and the moves they made over the summer paid off, with the exception of not trading for Donovan Mitchell. Okay, yeah, we can say that. I think Jalen's worked out great. I think he's a good fit. Like he is. I think Julius Randle's playing fine. I think Mitchell Robinson coming back. Why do you why do you really, hate the why do you hate the Knicks? Because everybody wants to, you know, wax poetic and 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 say that they're playing amazing basketball. Like like my big thing with the Knicks, my big thing with the Sixers, my big thing with any team, the Suns. Perfect mm-hmm. example. Dude, the Suns, I'm not crowning you a champion until you actually go and do it. It's Crown cool. Them. It's cool that you got Kevin Durant. That does not mean that you're going to the NBA Finals. It doesn't. It's not a guaranteed ticket anymore. So, to me, I'm not wow. the guy that's going to sit here and be like, "Yeah, wow, yeah, the okay. Knicks are playing amazing basketball, and you know they're they're gonna they're gonna go out, and I think they'll win a series." I don't trust them to win a series. That's the thing. I don't trust Philly to win a series. Uh, listen, listen, Linda, Linda, listen. Who cares if they win a series? They're relevant again. And I think that that for the Knicks, I think just winning games is incredibly important. And I think you look at the teams I always talk about. I think Boston, New York, Philly, Chicago, and the Lakers, you really need them to be good for this league to thrive. And Philly and, and Boston have been mediocre in the last several years. They've been good, not great. The Knicks have been terrible. The Lakers have been terrible. The Bulls have been terrible. I think the league is a better place when those those I don't know what would you call it, heritage franchises? Yeah, the the pillars the pillars of the league the the Boston are doing Knicks, well. Lakers, Bulls, you know those OG teams. Yeah, I agree. Uh, what's up, Teddy Wayman? How are you? Good to see you, Teddy. Uh, Ken also says hello, Teddy. I love it. James Knight says, uh, with all due respect, Monty, you have no idea the message driven by Will Hardy in the locker room. Okay, cool. Main event says Jazz need. (laughs) I mean, that's just such a casual take, dude. Uh, Main event says Jazz need a leader on the floor. That's the issue. Certainly one of them. Totally agree, man. Certainly one of them. James Knight also says, tough love, Jake. If Popovich or more senior head coaches say it, uh, say says it, we're okay. Uh, yeah, you are, cause that's Popovich or Steve Kerr or Doc Rivers or James Knight is here for it today. Like I, he James, is here I, for so, it today. So let me get this right, James. Let me get this right. The show that's broken news for how long? Like eighteen months on the Jazz. Haven't been wrong on the Jazz yet. And you want to tell us that we don't know the pulse of the locker room? Yeah, we know the pulse of the locker room. We have very hey, much man. information coming in. So. We'll just we can just set that one aside. Number one, number two, as far as this coaching thing, yeah, dude, Will Hardy does not get the benefit of the doubt. He, you're a new head coach. I love what he's doing overall. I think he's done a great job this year. Like, like I said, I think they're overachieving. Like, I really like this could be a 20 win team, dude. Like, you could be really bad, but you're not really bad. You, yeah, that's a bad loss for this team losing to the Spurs understand why you would be upset but i'm never gonna say that for will hardy a new head coach in a new situation six months into the job that it's okay to throw your guys under the bus when you've won three out of five that's right i totally agree with that totally agree with that hey real quick um did you guys see this story on Messi? this is a serious situation 
Gunmen shoot up Lionel Messi's wife's family store in Argentina and left a note saying, we're waiting for you. How about this story? Dude, it's, yeah, that's, that's, that's a different world, bro. He, uh, this family store of theirs is in the third biggest city in Argentina, uh, Rosario. And apparently these dudes rolled up on motorcycles, fired a dozen shots into a store owned by Messi's in-laws and left a note for Messi before driving away on their motorcycles saying, we are waiting for you. The ink isn't dry yet. This just happened an hour ago, this story, bro. Damn. That's crazy. Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, quick sidebar on this. Yeah, I think that international soccer stars, yeah, I think they have to deal with stuff like this because they come from a place that, you know, frankly, is not nearly as civilized as the United States. Like, we're sheltered here. Like, we have a certain level of, of normalcy here, a certain level of, you know, like, safety. And, and I get it. There are worse spots than others in our country. But, but I think it's safe to say that you, you know, a lot of that type of things not happening here. No, God, I would, I would hope not. That's crazy, man. You know, like, mm. uh, Teddy Wayman says, I think Hardy took it a little too personally losing against his former team still wasn't a big deal to me. Not a big, de- exactly. Teddy, not a big deal. We're good. We're good. Uh, Devin Pohl says afternoon hacks just got here. Good to see What's you, up, Devin. Man? What's up? Good to see you. Uh, James Knight says SGA won't play. He's in COVID protocols indefinitely mm. forever. Okay. Um, you know, let's see. Uh, Arlington bear says just got here. We talking pack 12 TV yet. Not yet. <laughs> nah, Pardon? you got about, you got about, I don't know, 35 minutes maybe. Although we are talking about the big five Oh birthday bash. That's right. It's all lined out now. It is all lined out now in the tens of thousands of dollars Dude, we've spent to put this bro, event on. Oh. Bro, money goes out way easier oh, than it comes in, Oh, my bro. God. Just light, just, just, seriously, just light my wallet on fire. Yeah. And let's, I mean, just throw the thing in the Hudson because it's, it's, it, it's not good. Please. Um, this event's going to be amazing. Uh, Brant Keithy and Max Tooley will join us. Uh, next Friday night here at the Maverick Center against the Kansas City Mavericks. Um, we are getting a fully catered taco bar experience. We have a whole mini golf course that's going to be set up inside this room. Uh, the custom cake is going to be there. Like, it's going to be amazing. The door prizes are going to be amazing. PXG Golf is going to be there. We are going to have a season pass to the Canyons Golf Course. The official golf course of the Monty Show is Canyons Golf in Park City. We're giving away a season pass. We're giving away free rounds. Yes. I mean, this event's going to be crazy. Oh, by the way, there's also a hockey game. Oh, by the way, there's also the Stanley Cup that's going to be on display the next day. Yeah. Yeah. Just, and it's, yeah, it's just a little weekend. I mean, it's, it's no big you know, deal. But you It's know. just a week from today. Yeah. You know. Or tomorrow, excuse me. And then we jet off to Arizona for spring training. The Big 5-0 Birthday Bash with Brand Keithy and Max Tooley presented by uh, Bucked Up and Papa Murphy's Pizza. A week from tomorrow. Boom. It is going to be incredible. Boom. And I am certain that you are aware by now that our good friends at Bucked Up are the official energy drink of the Monty Show. I'm telling you my favorite. Oh, the can is so cold. Okay. 
It's a little warm in here today. It is. It, well, it's back to 80. It was 81 <laughs> also, degrees. I thought you said it's back to 80 in here. It is so hot in the Maverick Center, and I don't know why. <laughs> There's like a, a robot beating contest going on. Like these robots are killing each other. It's actually really cool. These high school geniuses from around the country yeah. have come in. They're building these robots. They're battling. But, bro, it's legit hot on the main concourse yeah, here at man. the Maverick Center. Yeah. Um, and there's nothing better. Yeah, Mike, I'll take another drink. I'm with you. Then a nice cold bucked up. To help cool it off, it's 80 degrees in the Monty Show compound. Doors um, open. Like, you know, we're just Let's go, man. Here, yeah, we're just chilling in like a villain here at the Maverick Center. Bucked up. Buckedup.com. Use the promo code Monty to get 20% off your purchase. That's only good online, buckedup.com. Use the promo code Monty to get 20% off your purchase, or you can click the link down below in the description here to get free samples. So many people have asked me about um, different kinds of pre-workouts. Dude, they've got every kind you want, and you can get a free sample of every kind that you want. At uh, Bucked Up, they do it all. Like if you want low stimulant, hey, they've got that too. You want high stimulant, they've got that too. I want it. Click the link. You get three free samples of your choice and a free shaker, and their shaker is spectacular. Um, everybody in the comments, I'm sure you will agree with that. Uh, the shaker yes. is one of the best ones you'll ever get. Um, I'm telling you, buckedup.com, promo code Monty, or click the link to get your three free samples in a shaker from Bucked Up. Make sure you tell me you heard about it on the Monty Show. Of course, you can always here in Utah go into any of the Bucked Up Energy stores. They'll give you a free Bucked Up Energy can. When you say, hey, I heard about you on the Monty Show, they're going to give you a free Bucked Up Energy. Zero sugar. The black can has 300 milligrams of caffeine. The white can has 100. And I'm telling you, the Bucked Up Energy just hits different. It does. Like, it lights you up. You feel more energetic. You have more mental clarity. Miami's my flavor. <sighs> yeah. There's nothing like that feeling. Bomb, right? dude. So no, good. no belching today. Yeah, that you. So you got in trouble for that apparently, or, or like that. Yeah, was I drank not a bucked well up on the show yesterday, and I belched loudly no. about twelve times. Mrs. Monty was unamused. <coughs> I got my bag slapped for that when I got home. <laughs> uh, but going to any bucked up store, I personally shop at South Jordan or Murray. The Orm store is great. Farmington Station, all across the Wasatch Front, St. George, where my guy Capazzo is. Hop in, go in, tell me you heard, it on, heard about it on the Monty Show. They'll give you a free bucked up. And again, you guys, click on the uh, three free sample link down below. Three free samples in a shaker from Bucked Up. Uh, Lee Jensen says, should we bring anything to the event? I mean, just a million bucks for my birthday gift. I mean, gift. it's a birthday party, like, you know. You know. By the way, if you're a member of the program, make sure that you RSVP'd. Yeah. I want to make sure everybody knows that because we have to have a head count. Right. We're trying to keep it kind of smaller. At one point, we thought it was going to be like 500 people. Can't do that. We're trying to keep it right around 100, but there's just so many people that want to come to this event. So we cannot accommodate everybody. So many people have asked to come to the event. Yeah. We are really trying to keep this under 100 at this point. Like, it's just, it's, oh. Damn. It happened. See, it happened. It just flows. Excuse me. Uh, it's one of those things that, you know, like it, it, not everybody can get into the event. Right. So That's I right, appreciate Pete. everybody. All of our members plus one are in. Ken says Miami. I like Miami yeah, as well. Bomb, dude. 
Uh, Car Wash Channel says, here's why the Jazz are struggling is because we don't play defense and we can't stop teams from scoring. Yeah, that's not good. That's not good. You you don't play defense, you can't do it. You you can't. Uh, Gumby Extra Regular says burp. (laughs) I see. You know what, man? Yeah, I mean, you can leave. Yeah, you can leave. That's fine. People are like, hey, did you guys open the door? Yes, it's 1,000 degrees in here. (laughs) If you could help us out, you know. Um, Gumby uh, Extra Regular says burp. Ken says, ha ha, see. It just got me, man. I was go- I was in the middle of a sentence. Yeah, you didn't even chug it today. I mean, you I just, didn't. You I was took just a couple sips, and it just you know, you know it, it happens, like, man. It happens. You know, like when when you've got multiple cans of bucked up energy in front of you, you know, you probably shouldn't chug them all. You should probably just take sips. And yeah, that's what I'm saying. Uh, Christopher Shannon says, "Get Monty a hitachi, a hibachi." Um. Uh, a hibachi. Um, uh, Capazzo says, thanks for the shout out. You're welcome, Capazzo. We appreciate you being here, Lewis. Uh, Ken says, haha. Wayne Gerbach says, warning, you guys are likely breaking Utah's statutory law if you don't discuss Pac-12 conference chaos within the first hour of the show. Well, see, and this is what happens now. Everybody's like, hey, man, have you guys spread any false rumors about the Pac-12? No. No. No, like there was a guy on Twitter today who's like, oh, they've told George Klyovkov to go back to ESPN and ask for more money. Come on, guy. It doesn't work that way, dude. It does not work that way. It does not work that way. You know what I'm saying? Uh, Janine Britannica. How are the encyclopedias, Janine? Hello. Uh, No TV deal, no problem. Pac-12 Athletics coming soon to DVD and Blu-ray at the Big 12 truck stop (laughs) near you. Wow. Damn. We have not had Going a in. we have not had a bomb like that in forever. Uh Jake, I see a spider behind you guys, LOL. Bro, what are you talking about, man? Yeah, what do you mean? Uh Quinn B says, if the Jazz extend Clarkson, do you think they keep him in the starting lineup? I like him more as a six man. I think he's a six man. Jordan Clarkson's a guy you bring off the bench. He is not a guy that you start. Um I just I, we have to be careful when we talk about Jordan because the Philippine Mafia generally comes out after us. I'm going to get medieval on your ass. They're going to messy us. Yeah, they're going to messy us. Thank you, Jake. Um, I like Jordan on the club. He's a sixth man, period. Yeah. He cannot be a starter on this team. I like him at 15 a year, not 25 I a year. I totally agree. Teddy says, I'm so done talking Pac-10. Me too. Uh, Devon Pohl says, this Pac-12 talk has me fried. This, okay, so here's the thing. That's why we intentionally did jazz first today. Everyone's like, oh, this is so tired. And, you know, I'll be back in a half hour for jazz talk. And that, like, that's why we did jazz first today, man. We Cause, listened. Because there is a significant Pac-10-12 story. Yeah, we choose. We chose to put that second today to appease the masses. Yeah. So, you know. You know, I'm just saying. Uh, Ken Williams says, I want the Jazz to sign done, and they probably will. He's done enough to get a, to get a training camp deal. There's no doubt about that in my mind. He's, he's done enough. He's absolutely done enough. Janine says, Monty, it's not Blu-ray. It's Blur-ray here in 12 country. Blur-ray. Blur-ray. Hey, Blur-ray. Please. You know, I was watching a show where they were milking a cow. You just have to, like, snap out of it a little bit. You know when they attach the little... I thought you said you were watching a show about milking a cow. No, where they were milking cows. Um, 
And they were attaching the things to the teats. Uh, the milkers. Yeah, there you go. Um. The suckers on the teats. The suckers. And this cow, this um. this cow dropped a deuce the size of a small foothill. <laughs> like, I'm serious. If you built a house on that on that cow's dung, the pile of dung that cow left, you could build a house and call it hillside. I'm not even kidding. It's internal. Gumby Extra Regular says utters, exactly. Utters. <laughs> exactly. Uh, Maury Alvarez says, Jake, n there is no appeasing the masses. Totally I know. Agree. Seriously, dude. Totally Seriously. agree. Um, uh, Rugs 89 New York. Ainge tried to play the Knicks. This is karma. We will never forget. Okay, so wait. Let me get this right. Rugs, you're saying that you're glad you didn't make the Donovan Mitchell trade. And... Uh because I think that was a huge mistake. Because you not only paid Jalen, you gave up a second round pick to flirt with him. Jackass. You <laughs> you didn't sign Donnie, and now he's having a career year in Cleveland. Right. And it's because you didn't want to either give up another pick. Or, like, what's the logic behind that? Doesn't make you feel responsible. Now, having said that, the Knickerbockers are fifth in the East. Mm -hmm. And again, I would appreciate you taking the slander off their name, but you won't. But you look at the way they're playing, mm -hmm. and you look at what they're getting from Randall and Robinson and Brunson. And I will even say Quentin Grimes has blossomed quite nicely in, you know, into a full-grown adult male basketball player. He's averaging 10 points a game. But if you look at his game log, isn't this remarkably similar to, to what we saw from Walker Kessler before he took this big jump? Mm -hmm. You know, he puts up 22 against Brooklyn. Now, granted, Thibodeau being his coach means he's not going to get consistency or any kind of instruction. But he's a guy that can give you 20 or he's a guy that will give you one point in 22 minutes against the Yaz. But by the way... He's doing what you got to do to win games. Yeah, I mean, I think he's doing the best he can. You but know, you should have given up Quentin Grimes to get Donovan Mitchell. Like, I'm is crazy. that even? I'm I'm being serious. Is that even a question anymore? Nah, no. Nah. That the Knicks should have made the Don trade. Donnie, you're out of your element. Are they not top three in the in the East right now? I don't think they're Boston good. I think they're Milwaukee good, especially with all the injuries Milwaukee has had. Yeah. I don't know if they could defend. Nobody's defending Joe. But I think they're probably better and more well spread out than than Philly is. Yeah, I mean, I think that when you're playing Philly, just because you can't defend Embiid like at a high level, I don't think that makes Philly unbeatable. It makes them tough. But I think there are ways. You know, you know, it's like the classic. Hey, you've got the one dominant guy, and then you got to figure everyone else out. So, I mean, yeah, I think Cleveland is. You know, they're reaping the benefits of Donovan Mitchell. And I think that, you know, that was a great trade for them. I, I think for the Knicks, like, yeah, you'd love to have Donnie, but you don't. Now it's time to turn Grimes into something. Again, as I always say, you got to turn these guys into something. Whether you keep them or trade them, that's up to you. But he's got to turn into something, man. Yeah, and I, I look, I anybody who's watched this show knows I'm a huge Nick guy. I believe in what they're doing. I believe that Leon Rose is that dude. But... I don't know. Uh, Rug says, we about to take fourth seed from Mitchell and the Cavs. Maybe. Yeah. I think Mitchell Robinson has been, is going to be, and has been really important. Yep. And I, I just, again, this is going to come down to R.J. Barrett. Where you go in the playoffs will come down to R.J. Barrett. 
because you're people are going to shut down Julius Randle. I think Jalen's always going to get his. Who's the third guy? Yeah. Who's the third guy? That's where Donnie would have made a difference for you. Mm-hmm. So, and you know, Ruggs, I, I, I appreciate you standing by your take, man. Yeah. I do. Cool. I, I do. I don't have an issue with the take. I just disagree. That's all. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Essay. Is Frank Jackson a waste of a roster spot? Well, if you're not going to play him. I mean, Juzang got in before Frank Jackson. Another conversation around Will Hardy. We've seen this before, right? Where guys will just ride on the bench for two weeks. We've you're, seen that. You're playing. I mean, you're giving a guy his debut before you will play Frank Jackson. Yeah. That, that's debut. Right, right. Anyway, you're giving a guy his NBA debut, his maiden voyage, before you play Frank Jackson? That seems a little, like, are you guys surprised by that? Yeah, I mean, it seems a little I'm a little surprised by that. Yeah. I'm a little surprised by that. Ryan Buckley, what's up with you, Ryan? Good afternoon, my guys. Good to see you, RB. Uh, Lopes Van Gabe says, like button casuals, where are we? Uh, yeah, we're only at 42 likes. Hit it. Let's go. If all 121 of you would hit the button, that's awesome. Car Wash Channel says, do you have the member link to join member? Yes, I do. Well, in fact... Well, 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 whoa, 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 dude, were you about to send the launch codes into the chat? I was. Deckass. I'm a terrible business owner because I forgot that I had copied the messy story. Um. That messy story is terrifying. Yeah, I mean it's gnarly. Someone shows up at your house, shoots your or your your business, not your house, your business, shoots your business up. And leaves a note saying we're waiting for you. That's and probably you're not, not a they're not bit. even there for you. They're there for like your famous relative. There you go. There you go, Car Wash. I just dropped it in the chat there. Tyler P says, I'm completely over any and all Rudy Gay minutes. Seriously. <laughs> Hello? Like, what are we doing there? Uh Rug says, Okay, I respect your newfound stance on the Knicks for the record. Y'all was wrong. How are we wrong? How are we wrong, bro? You should have made you should have traded. Grimes and what, I, what was it? Five or six picks? Yeah. For Donovan Mitchell. How many chances are you going to get it done? And now he's having a career year. And again, if you had Jalen and you had Randall having the years they're having with Don having the year he's having, forget it. You're, you're, you're in it. You're absolutely in it. You are absolutely in it. Completely agree. Uh, Car Wash Channel says, thanks, Monty. You're welcome. Excuse me, it's Monty. Hey, Monty. (laughs) Coming up in 19 minutes. Yes, we will get to Pac-12. Absolutely. Uh, All of our NBA talk on the Monty program uh, is, as always, presented by our good friends at Quick Quack Car Wash. Anytime we're talking NBA, anytime we're talking Utah Jazz, you should think about the best car wash in the business because they can't stop and they won't stop checking you out. Okay guys, I'm gonna tell you the secret to impressing my neighbors, the Wyatt coworkers, you name it. I just swing by Quick Quack. It seriously takes two minutes and people can't stop, won't stop checking me out. Getting a clean car is definitely my best life hack. Kids are messy, camping's dirty, but my truck sure isn't. There you go, can't stop, won't stop checking you out. And you know what, just because you guys are so freaking phenomenal, we're going to give you 50% off of any car wash at Quick Quack Car Wash. Let me we really this did. Out. Right? Let me take the ticker down. Yeah. Uh, there you go. Scan that QR code. Uh, if you're on a phone, take a screen grab of it. It'll give you a coupon. They get 50% off of any Quick Quack Car Wash just by scanning this here beautifully structured QR code, QR code and stuff. Yeah. 
Um, that's good through March 5th. So three more days. Make sure you hook it up at uh, Quick Quack Car Wash. Again, tell them you heard about it on the Monty program. Hey, Monty. Uh, but also, you know what the thing I love about Quick Quack Car Wash is? You go in there, and the people are really friendly. They're wearing shirts and ties. They're smiling. And I also love that you don't have to deal with, like, some credit card stand. You know when you go to a, a car wash, and you just stick your credit card in a, in a machine, and you mm-hmm. got to reach? You don't have to do that at Quick Quack, especially if you're a member. They put your license plate in. Boom. Done. That's it. You're through. You're in and out in five minutes. I love it. Quick Quack Car Wash. Make sure you tell them you heard about it. On the Monty program, uh, they bring you all of our NBA and Utah Jazz talk. Uh, Brady Cook says, I didn't see Laurie get the ball in the fourth quarter that much because THT had the ball. Don't get me started on THT. Know your role and shut your mouth. Dude, dude, dude. Oh, Ruggs, come on. See, Ruggs, now you've gone off the rails. Now you've gone off the stop yeah, drinking see, water now, out of the now Hudson. Now you're dude. Knicks fan guy. Stop, now, yeah, yeah, stop drinking yeah. water out of the Hudson, bro. <laughs> Quickly and Grimes will be better than Spider Mitchell. You're Jackass. high. You see, you're still you're still depressed because you didn't get Donnie. That's what it is. And I get it. You want to rip the guy because you didn't get him. I totally understand it. Um. He's having a career year. I mean, it. it no. Now, I'm not playing your stupid little games, Rugs. You just have to, like, snap out of it a little bit. If you look at, the, do you hear what you just said? Emmanuel quickly averaging, you know, all 12 points. Oh, yeah. I mean, he's, Bro, what are you he, talking he, about, projects, he projects to be better than Don. Uh, you know, who's averaging 27 and a half points, 54 games, four rebounds, five dimes, one and a half steals. Do you, you know, do you, shooting 38% from three on nine and a half threes a game. Bro, what are you talking about, man? That's a lot of attempts, bro. You, you, you guys understand. He's shooting five free throws a game. Like, you, you stop with this. He's shooting 56% from the floor, dude. Yeah. He's not going to be better than. Get the. <sighs> because it's garbage. Anyway, anyway yeah. rugs, pretty average, pretty average. Uh, I want to thank Ainge for the unreasonable offer, with which is why we wisely declined. Please. I will vote for you for mayor because these kind of politicking words you're using are amazing. <coughs> We're better off with what we have. You're not. Stop, uh, stop it. We're on to Cincinnati. Stop it. Uh, Tyler P says, Ruggs, 27, 5, and 5 is far from struggling. That's you know what, what I'm I mean? saying. You, like, come on, dude. Come on. Come on, man. Come on, like, are we really doing that? You motherfuckers. Uh, James Knight <laughs> says, just because I have opposing views to you guys, it doesn't give you a free pass to come for me, Jake, you smart ass. Yeah, you stop coming for James. Listen, dude. And by the way, if you're going to do that, you only do that on video chat. Stay hard. Hey, you know what you I'm know saying? What I mean? Listen, James, listen. You, you, know, you know what it is? Like, the next time you threaten to unsubscribe I, hey, from I the said program, video chat. You only do that on video chat with Jake. Um. Bro. I'm wasting my best material here. Bro, what am I even... What? What am I supposed to say to that? Uh, Stay hard. James, I don't know why we go through these periods with you, 
You know what's funny, James? And and I do you're, love you, bro. And I appreciate guy, you, dude. I appreciate you being the membership. I appreciate all that, man. But I mean, I wish you'd have sent me my beer you owe me. Yeah, I mean, you know, you're sitting here ripping us a new one, and you haven't even sent us 4X Gold yet, but it's fine. And you're not coming to the birthday bash, which is fine. I get it. Like, you have to do whatever it is that you do. But the point is, is that you do go through your flow, man. Like, two weeks ago, you were actually saying nice things to us. Yeah, and, then, and today very clearly is a heavy flow day. So <laughs> when you go through the flow, that's, that's not funny. That's not stop it. James, you're our dude. I'm unfamiliar with it. Yeah, I don't know why. Sometimes you just seem to get upset with us, and I, and I don't understand it. Yeah, you that's know. stupid. Lopes Van Gabe says, Monty is the master of painting an infomercial type picture of using a credit card at the car wash kiosk. Hey, kiosk. Hey, Monty. Kiosk. Thank you. Excuse me. It's credit card machine. Thank you. I hate that. When you got to like lean out the window and your man teat is getting bruised um. on the... Never mind. It's fine. CJ Vance, what's up, buddy? Says, do you think there's any chance of Jazz uh, making a playoff push? They're in a playoff spot now. Well, I now. mean, if you know, if they pass the, you know, if they pass the ball when multiple jerseys are in front of them that aren't their own, you know, yeah. I mean, you know, like that's the weirdest thing that he said. Will Hardy after the game last night, and, and if you're just joining the show, we're we're just talking about Will Hardy. Like, is Will Hardy? Is is. I, I, he's doing a good job, but does he run too hot, right? Does he get too, you know, like he's trying to pipe guys on a nightly basis. Like, dude, settle down. Uh, pass. Yeah, pass. When you have the ball and there's multiple people that are wearing a jersey not like yours in front of you, you should throw it to somebody else. And we have 20 turnovers to prove that we – just sort of refused to make the simple play over and over and over again. We would have little pop. Dude. Stay hard. Stay hard. I mean, just over and over and over again. You have guys wearing a different jersey in front of you. One more time. Just uh, pass. Yeah. Pass. When you have the ball and there's multiple people that are wearing a jersey not like yours in front of you, you should throw it to somebody else. Stay hard. <laughs> The best part is, you guys, look at his face. Look how straight-faced he says this. Uh, pass. Yeah. Not a pass. chuckle. When like, you have the ball and there's multiple people that are wearing a jersey not like yours in front of you, you should throw it to somebody else. Um. And we have 20 turnovers to prove that we just sort of refused to make the simple play over and over and over again. We would have little Jackass. pockets where we did. I mean, if, if you're a Utah Jazz man listening to that, are you pissed? <laughs> you probably aren't taking that well. The media goes into the locker room after the availability. Hey, uh, Jordan, what did you think of what Will said? Uh, yeah. I, you uh, know, jackass. Yeah, Will, you know, Will's comments. You know, I believe in Will Hardy, and he's the best coach ever, and uh, I got to go. See you guys later. Okay, take care. Like, I, I'm not saying he's doing a bad job, but I do think it's rather interesting that... That was just a savage take. It was savage, bro. Like, what, do you, what, do you, what do you need your team to do to win games? Pass. Um. <laughs> like, dude. I love it. Football 50, 10 of the hour, every hour on the Monty program, presented by our good friends at Papa Murphy's Pizza. Use the promo code MONTY25 to get 25% off your purchase at $25 or more. 
Uh, Pac-10, Pac-12 coming up in 10 minutes. What one former Pac-12 coach said today that shook the football world. And then there is two criminal cases in the NFL that are amazing. Georgia defensive uh, lineman Jalen Carter post bail in Georgia. Did you guys hear about this? So yesterday on the program, we told you. Yeah. Turns out he was at least at the scene of the fatal car accident. And he's accused in two misdemeanor warrants of street racing leading to that car accident that killed a teammate and a 24-year-old Georgia football staffer who was twice the legal limit. So he's at the combine yesterday morning. Gets a phone call from the cops in Georgia. Hey, bro, we're out for that ass. Okay, well, I'm going to fly home in a few minutes. I'll uh, see you tonight. Flies home, post bail, flies back to Indianapolis for the combine interview period. Like, what do you need to hear from Jalen Carter to draft him? Because I can't think of a single thing that I could hear from Jalen Carter where I'd be like, yeah, we should draft him. Yeah, I mean, I I think it's... That's really tough to answer because I think that it's such a... You know, it's such a person-to-person process and and answer. I I mean, it's, you know, this isn't like, hey, he's got to, like, posting bail. Hey, you got to post a certain dollar amount to get out. Okay, great. What's the dollar amount? With drafting a guy, especially after an incident like this, I mean, you have have someone in, in, what, the Haslam's, is it, with the Cleveland Browns that, that, you know, did the whole Deshaun Watson thing. It really makes me question how, you know, what do you have to do to never play in the league again? And what you have to do is hit a woman on tape. That's what you have to do, as we saw, you know, with, with several guys at this point. I don't even have to say their names. You know their names. So to me... You know, this, while I wouldn't draft the guy, personally, I would not. I think there are other routes you can go. He's not a make or break. He's not winning and losing you a Super Bowl. To me, I think there is someone who will draft him. You do? Yeah, I think first someone round? will draft Yeah, first round. Yeah. First round? Oh, yeah. And I wouldn't be surprised if he was number one overall. Or so, not number one overall. Number one off the board at his position. Really? Yeah. Yeah. We were watching, what was it? Was it? I think it was ESPN's combine coverage, I think. And somebody said, well, you know what I'd have to do? I'd have to go and talk to all the people who were around him at Georgia. I need to know how he treats people. And I agree with this. It was Mike Tannenbaum at ESPN. Mike Tannenbaum said the measure of a man's character is how he treats somebody who can't help him and has nothing to offer him. Right. So the food service people, the gas station attendant, the, you know, like people at Georgia who were in service to him. And I think that's a really good take because I think it's absolutely right. It does matter how you treat people. And if Jalen Carter treats people poorly, I'm not drafting him ever. Yeah. I'm just not. And I think this is a really precarious situation. Now, of course, it's not nearly, not nearly as precarious as Dallas Cowboy owner Jerry Jones being in court for sexual assault you guys probably don't. You, I warn you, I'm going to put some pictures up that you're never going to be able to unsee. Should I start with the nicest one or the, the worst one? The nicest one, the nicest one. Okay, here's Jerry Jones and his beautiful Aww, wife. Aw, so cute. Aw, they're such a nice, lovely couple. Wait, is that her there? I can't... Wait, oh, there's Mrs. Oh, wait, that's not his wife. Is that Jerry Jones's... What? Jerry? Oh, no, this is him and his wife. Oh, whoa, that's not his wife either. What? Yeah. Oh, there she is. Or no, is that her there? No, there she is. Yeah. 
Or uh, I wait. mean, it's rough, dude. That, it is rough. Wait. It, yeah. Jerry? Yep. Jerry? Are you, is that a skeeter? Excuse me, it's Jera. Jera, is that a skeeter? Dude, what is this guy doing? Well, what he's doing is getting sued in court for sexual assault. That's yeah. what he's doing. Um, this went back to court today, and it is pretty remarkable to me that Jarrah's a guy who's got all the money in the world. And I, I, again, we say this all the time. Why is it rich billionaires that take what they want instead of, you know, like whining and dining the stripper instead of taking pictures with her in a bathroom? Which is alleged here when he forcibly, allegedly forcibly kissed and groped this woman mm -hmm. who is now suing him for an incident that she says happened in 2018 at Cowboys Stadium. Yeah, I mean, I think it's just, uh, it, it's, I don't know why these guys put themselves in these situations. And I don't know why a guy like Jerry Jones, like, decides to do this stuff. But I honestly, am, you know, and this has always been my take. I think these guys get the money and the fame and it changes them. And they think they can do whatever the hell they want to do to whoever the hell they want to do it to. And nothing's going to happen. And that's just simply not the world we live in. And I think... You know, like, you may have been able to get away with that in the 80s, but not anymore, man. Times have changed. A Texas appellate court revived the lawsuit uh, on Monday um, that was originally filed in 2020. The woman said in 2018 that Jerry Jones, quote, kissed her on the mouth and forcibly grabbed her without her consent at a game at AT&T Stadium. Uh, in a suite in 2018, Jerry Jones has categorically denied the accusations and says they are malicious and hurtful. Jones's team uh, initially said that more information was needed from the lawsuit to be valid. JG was initially listed as Jane Doe, so they wanted it thrown out of court. So she named herself as JG, not Jane Doe. Like, who do you believe in? I mean, like, is it inconceivable that Jerry Jones acted like this? No, it's not. No, it's not. Yeah, I, I I, don't know how that... Do, what is going on with owners in the NFL? Yeah, Beyond I, the fact that you have Daniel Snyder in Washington, Jerry Jones, like these guys just constantly find themselves in terrible positions. Yeah, they do. 100%. They do. I mean, 100%. You look at Bob Kraft in New England or... like, I mean, it is, it is so... I just feel like it's humiliating and nobody cares. Like, am I the only one that thinks... Oh, if, if if you're you know if you're accused of this, you shouldn't be allowed to run your football team until it's adjudicated at least. Like, yeah, I mean, I, look, I think that that the NFL has never been super aggressive with their owners, and I don't think that'll ever change. And that's the unfortunate part. Yeah, Tyler P says so. He kissed her without permission. Yeah, that's exactly what he did, and that in our country, that's called sexual assault. Yeah, and forcibly grabbing her, grabbing her. It's called sexual assault. Yeah. Why did she wait since 2018? She filed in 2020, which is well within the window. So I, I don't know, man. These lawsuits with these owners and... But this is Jerry Jones, man. This is one of the most powerful guys yeah, in the NFL. Cowboys, like... I mean, I, I'm just shocked that... And I shouldn't be. This is, this is going to show you how naive I probably am. I am shocked that a, a rich billionaire... Business tycoon, oil man, owner of an NFL franchise, put himself in the jackpot by forcibly kissing and groping a woman at a Cowboys game. Yeah. Call me stupid. I, I guess I'm stupid. I'm surprised you would risk your entire existence over this. Yeah. I'm surprised by that. I guess I shouldn't be. All right. Um, football 50 presented by our good friends at Papa Murphy's Pizza. Dude, have you seen the new pizza at Papa Murphy's? I'm sure you have. 
don't forget to use the promo code MONTY25 to get 25% off your purchase of $25 or more. Fresh out of Papa Murphy's Kitchen, it's the limited time double bacon cheddar pizza. Uh, actually, it's fresh out of my oven. Dad, it's just an expression. <sighs> Mozzarella, crispy bacon, and Canadian bacon with nacho cheddar cheese sauce. Now that is an expression. At Papa Murphy's, we make great pizza, so you can make the pizza great. In my oven. Order now at papamurphys.com. It's awesome, I know. Yeah. We're just sitting here talking about rich white guys that have attacked women in the NFL, and it's like, what are you doing? The list is long. What are you, like, it's presidents, it's billionaires, it's, it never ceases to amaze me. It, it, I got, I'm really surprised that Jerry Jones would expose himself to this kind of situation. Because she, this is a payday now, and I guess it doesn't matter. Yeah, you're gonna cut this woman a check probably to make this go away. That's what yeah. I would guess. Very clearly, Jerry's real comfortable with exposing himself in one form or another. Stop it! Grow up! Grow Better up! Send those refunds. <laughs> it's amazing. Use the promo code Monty25 to get 25 percent off your purchase of $25 or more. The Monty Show, as always, is presented by The Advocates, utahadvocates.com. And on that note, we bring Alan Tucker back into the show. Please tell me you're not a Cowboy fan. I'm not a Cowboy fan. And hopefully you can hear me a lot better today. Yeah, you sound good. Awesome, awesome. Nope, not, I am not a Cowboy fan, thankfully. Uh, that, that fan base has been suffering for long enough, and I don't, I don't <laughs> want to take in any of that. I just, you know, you you deal with a lot of law stuff. And I, I, does it ever surprise you when you, do you ever see something and you're like, do, do you ever just look at somebody and be like, dude, what were you thinking? You must have, in your career, you must have said that at least a hundred times. Oh, plenty of times. And I, I caught the tail end of what you were talking about there with Jerry Jones. I'll admit I'm not up to speed on everything that's going, but just, just catching the tail end of that. Yeah, I, I agree. I, don't, I just don't know why people in his position put themselves in situations like that. I mean, in any position that puts themselves, but especially when you're in the spotlight, you've got all the money in the world. You know that any wrongdoing you're going to have is going to get scrutinized to, you know, by, by anyone and everyone in the media. So I just, I don't know why people do that. Yeah. And I don't know if you're in a, have you been following this Jalen Carter situation at Georgia? He's like that to me, Alan, that, that's mind-numbing to me that you're out at 2.30 in the morning in a car that, frankly, is a $117,000 track hawk from Jeep, and the person that you're alleged to have been street racing with is twice the legal limit. And then you ran from the scene and you lied about it. Like, there's no way this ends well for this kid. Especially on the precipice of the most, you know, the biggest day in his life. The opportunity to go and show out at the combine and potentially, you know, make endless amounts of money in the NFL. Uh, yeah, some, sometimes people's judgment just isn't isn't all there. Can you imagine that, Alan? When you're 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 Jalen Carter, you're at the combine, right? And you're like, hey, coach, nice to meet you. Oh, my phone's ringing. And you're like, hello, and they're like, oh, hi. This is the uh, Georgia Bureau of Investigation. We have two misdemeanor warrants for you. Where are you at? Uh, I'm at the NFL Combine in Indianapolis. Yeah, we're gonna need you to hop a flight. He hopped a flight last night, got bailed out, bailed himself out of jail, got back on a flight. He's back in Indianapolis for interviews today with NFL teams. I mean, I guess good on him for for going back there and taking care of that and then coming back. But yeah, it's just crazy, crazy. It's that close to to a big day in your life. So So Alan Tucker with the Advocates, uh, UtahAdvocates.com. We were talking the other day about insurance premiums, and this is really fascinating to me. One of the things I want to ask you is like, 
we all just, I think like me, I'll be honest with you. I rubber stamp my premiums. They come out direct, directly out of my bank account. I have, and I probably shouldn't say this out loud. I have no idea what my insurance covers on my car, Alan. How bad is that? <laughs> I think it sounds bad. And in my world, I'd say, Monty, you're, you're making a huge mistake. But the reality is that you're right up there with, you know, the majority of people driving out on the roads here in Utah. And, and the, rea the reality is, by law, we all have to have auto insurance if, uh, if we're going to own a car. And so most people just try to look, how can I save money here and there? And they're not really taking into consideration what they're signing up for or even knowing what they're signing up for. They're just looking at that bottom line and how much money is going to come out of their bank account every, uh, every month. And unfortunately, when you don't know what you're dealing with, I think it's insurance companies sometimes take advantage of that. Uh, they take advantage of, of uh, people just not being in the know. Um, and in reality, you're, you're in the end, most likely hurting nobody but yourself uh, when you're when you're not protected. Yeah. And I think the other part of that, this conversation, though, is that we just assume that our insurance company is on our side and they're going to fight for us. And, you know, they're watching out for us, man, because we pay them our premium every month for hopefully years and years and years. And we never have to use it until that one moment. And we haven't thought about it in years. But of course, Alan, the insurance company is going to fight for us because we've been paying them for years, right? <laughs> exactly right. Now, just like any business, they're, they're in the business of making money. They're not in the business of, of paying money when they don't want to or, or feel they don't have to. And so, yeah, in the, in the unfortunate event that we cause a crash, we injure somebody, um, you know, the, 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 the noble thing would be, hey, my insurance company is going to step in. They're going to protect my interest. They're not going to drag me into litigation because they won't pay what's fair. But the reality is they're, they're protecting their bottom line, just like any other business. Yeah. And the other thing that I would ask you is, you know, the number one question people say to me is, I can't afford an attorney. The amazing thing about the advocates is you guys don't have consultation fees. What exactly does that mean? Uh, that means that you can pick up a phone, you can call us, you can talk to us for, you know, about any issues that you have, even if you're not a client of ours and you just have a question about whether or not you might have a case, you can pick up the phone, you can call us, we'll never charge you out of pocket. Um, you know, even if we have your case and things go wrong, uh, we're not able to get a recovery for you. You're never going to be left owing any money to us. We only get paid if you get paid. Um, and that's, uh, I can't make it any clearer than that. It is what it is. People don't believe me when I tell them that, but the reality is we only get paid if you get paid. Well, and you've seen it. I mean, in your line of work and, and again, I've known Matt Triggs for over a decade, um, who's one of the, the partners at, at, at the Advocates. I mean, you guys have seen just about every situation imaginable, right? I mean, they, they, when, you're, when you're thinking about your money, you get in an accident and God forbid you're injured or your car's told you can't work. Like, I mean, you're, the things that you don't even know that you need to be thinking about, the last thing you want to be worried about is, hey, can I afford to call my attorney? Is he going to charge me $200 for this phone call? Or like, it's stuff like that, I think, that separates uh, the, the, the people that, are sitting here thinking to themselves, do I need an attorney? Because I say almost every day, Alan, if, you, if you're wondering if you need an attorney, the answer is probably, yeah, you need an attorney. You know what I mean? Absolutely. The, there's just too many twists and turns in the insurance world that if you're not familiar with how this all works, you're going to get left behind and, and you're going to miss a lot of things. You're not going to get the compensation that you're fully entitled to, whether that's lost wages from, from your work uh, or making sure that your medical bills are all covered or any future medical treatment that you might need. Um, if you're just not involved in this world day in and day out, the insurance company is. They know how to take advantage of of what you don't know. And so absolutely, an attorney is going to be uh, 
in that position to help you be uh, in the best spot to, to get the full recovery that you deserve. Hey, by the way, uh, before we let you go, you guys have a big blood drive coming up uh, here in a couple of days. Um, if people go to utahadvocates.com slash blog, they can see you guys are even giving away uh, Amazon gift cards once you donate. Exactly. That's you know a big part of our firm is not just helping our clients, uh, which we do on a daily basis, but we love giving back to the community. We love getting involved with uh, uh, with drives like this, like this, like the blood drive. Um, it's just you know part of our duty in, in the community. So yeah, for sure, uh, we'd love everybody out there that can hear my voice to to go to utahadvocates.com. Um, you'll click the link there. You can uh, uh, sign up for the blood drive and. Um, like you said, we got we got gift cards, we got everything that yeah. uh, you could imagine to uh, get out and help the, those in your community. And Jake's going to try not to pass out this time. Last time he, he donated <laughs> blood, we were uh, we were on an RV. You know those RVs that they drive around <laughs> and you donate blood. Jake well, passed. The, the he thing passed. Is, well, is you we almost no. Warnings then. Yeah, that but you almost thing. you almost fell out of the RV. We man. were. Well, Some almost, people okay, were traumatized. Almost doesn't count, right? I had two <laughs> feet in bounds. I was fine. Everything's good. You know what I mean? That's right. <laughs> Need some more grape juice. Yeah, <laughs> hey, I appreciate it. Thanks, everybody. Thanks, guys, for having me on. And yeah, always good. We'll talk to you soon. Glad we got a good connection today. Yeah, look at yeah, looking good. Got the headphones in and everything. We're ready to rock and roll. Alan Tucker with the Advocates, theadvocates.com. You can go to utahadvocates.com slash blog uh, to register for the blood drive on March 6th. They're giving away $10 Amazon gift cards once you donate. Like, we're going to be there. It's going to be amazing. Jake's going to try not to pass out. It's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah, it'll be really cool. Dude, so, not as cool as last time, though. Was it? It was. With, I can't remember where that we was. We were doing mornings at the Crap Hole radio station in That's Scottsdale. That's right. That's and right. And we didn't That's have anything right. to eat. And it That's was right. six hours into my day of nothing in my system but water and caffeine. And I passed out. It happens. <laughs> so Jake, in one instance, I'm sitting. So it's an RV, right? It's, a, it's an RV. And there's you a know. center aisle. On one side, there's a seat with a donation station. On the other side, there's a seat with a donation station. You know, I'm sitting in the one side. He's sitting in the other. The lady pops off the tourniquet on his arm. And the only thing I remember is you were trying to figure out she was offering you cookies. I was sitting. No, we were sitting next to each other. If you remember, I so I'd gotten off, you know, the little uh -huh. table thing you lay on. She takes the tourniquet off. She's like, all right, good. What do you want? And I was like, yeah, like, you know, I, I, want, I just want some water. That's what I had asked for. And I was sitting in a chair kind of down. They make you wait precisely for this reason. And so I'm sitting there and I'm like hunched over and I literally fell out of the chair. I fell forward. I was like, you know, sorry, there's, you know, like you're sitting and your, your forearms are on your, you know, your legs. And I literally just fell over. And you almost went down the stairs of the RV. I saved your life and you have never thanked me for that. I, I didn't almost save your life. I probably should have let you. But, and his name is John C. You know. <laughs> I love you, dude. I hope you don't pass out. Yeah. Uh, all right. 410 The Monty Show. Uh, live at the Maverick Center. Thanks to our friends at The Advocates. Theadvocates.com. Ooh, there is a yeah, beautiful I'm gonna breeze. Yeah, go, I'm going to go open this door right here because it got closed and the oh. breeze is coming in. So I, I'll be right back. Hold all right. On. Well, Jake does that. Let's talk Big Ten, Pac-10, Pac-12, Big 12, your mom's house. Uh, because Rich Rodriguez, the former coach at Arizona, kind of lit the world on fire today. So here's the latest of what's going on in the, the Pac-12 existential crisis. 
where the Pac-12 is trying to get this TV deal done. And there's all of these wild rumors hanging around. The latest that we've been told, sources close to ESPN and the TV networks have told us point blank, negotiations are over. The Pac-12 is talking with their um, presidents through their executive committee. So the way that it's set up, and this is an important detail that I hope everybody understands. In the Pac-12, it's not George Klyovkov doing conference calls with all the presidents. There are three presidents on the uh, executive committee led by President Kose at Washington. George Klyovkov and the executive committee have essentially been working together the entire time. They have been well aware. And what happens is George liaisons, liaises with the executive committee. The executive committee is talking constantly. They have what they call pods. They talk to one president, talks to two people, this people, that, hey you know. And they collectively give him feedback throughout the process. Because the way these contracts have been negotiated, it's not like George is like, yeah, let me, you know, man, you know what, ESPN, you know, um, man, I don't like your tone today. Let's talk. I'll call you back later. It's not like that. They have scheduled times, their meetings, like it is not like they've talked a thousand times. This is a very deliberate and direct process. ESPN and Amazon as well are at a point with the Pac-12 where they've said, this is the number, take it or leave it. And George Klyovkov is at a point where he has been negotiating with ESPN and Amazon, Apple TV. Um, I know of several others he's talked to, but got no traction, never went anywhere. The point is, it's really down to ESPN and Amazon, as we've told you from the jump. And now they are trying to figure out how to get all 10 of these presidents on board to sign this grant of rights. And one of the major questions right now is, what is the long-term viability of the conference? Because one of the things I found so shocking today was in a great piece by the legend Dennis Dodd. You know. What's so remarkable is, Rich Rodriguez told Dennis Dodd, what is to stop Oregon and Washington from going to the Big 10, from Arizona and Arizona State from going to the Big 12? Um. I would think, and this is the critical line, I would think they're teetering on the brink right now. And I've got to tell you, how many times have we said that almost exact same thing? Oh, well, if that's not enough, Rich Rod also said, I know most everybody can get ESPN or streaming things. You're not going to have it on in bars. Your visibility will never be the same ever then there's just the perception, oh, you guys played, I didn't see it, and then you won't be talked about. Um. Rich Rod listens to the show. <laughs> because <laughs> we've said that exact same thing on this show. The yeah. biggest concern with streaming is assimilation and recruits being comfortable with it. Because it's another $10 bill for mom or my uncle or my friends to pay to watch my football games. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a big concern. I think being on in sports bars, we specifically talked about yes, this. Yes, yes. Like, if you think about Tempe, Arizona. Yeah. Right, where we're going to be next week. You know, Mill Avenue, where ASU is. And all the TVs on Mill Avenue in Tempe. There's a row of bars that just have TVs with football games on them. And your games won't be one of them. 
unless that bar finds a way to dial up Amazon Prime Video Sports, Mm -hmm. which I'm sure there's a solution for that. The bottom line is, though, if it's Big Ten after dark and it's Ohio State and USC at the Coliseum, what game do you think they're going to have on? Mm. That's the problem. That's the problem. And if ASU's on Amazon Prime and they don't have access to that, that's the problem. So I guess where we at on the bottom line of this, Jake, is I think Rich Rodriguez hit the nail on the head. Yeah, I mean, I think it's definitely one of the biggest concerns that the pack has. There's just no way around that. Now, I I will also say that I think that there's a decent chance that Jimmy, the sports bar owner, has probably upgraded at least one of his TVs to a smart TV in the last decade. You know what I mean? So for me, I do agree with what Rich Rod is saying, and we've said it on the show. Hey, if you're not on uh, a core network, you know, NBC, Fox, CBS, ESPN, if you're not on one of those, you're really taking a huge risk as far as the public view, like viewing in a public setting. I, whether that's a bar, whether that's a tailgate, um, whatever, right? In a public setting, you're taking a big risk. But I think that the viewer at home, the viewer who is 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 not a TV watcher consumes on their phone, you know, maybe is an is an ASU student and you know just is kind of a casual fan because they go to that school and they just want to catch a game on their phone once in a while. You're fine. The problem is that's not the fan that pays the bills. No. That's the problem, and 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 that's where I really struggle because I don't feel like there's a real, you know, solid, you know, all encompassing answer. For the pack, do are, they're going to have a distribution deal, but it's going to be split up into almost like different planets. If you if you really think about it, because Directv, you know, the, the cable satellite consumer, that's one set. The 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 smartphone, you know, cable cutter, you know, consumer is another set. The you know, nineteen year old freshman at ASU who wants to get drunk while watching the football game is another set, and I'm not even. <laughs> Like I, it's tongue in cheek, I know, but that person's really valuable to you because you need that bar owner that's to right. buy your 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 game. You need your game on in that bar. That's so right. That's why I said yesterday on the show. What is like yesterday at the end of the show? We had a conversation about about this documentary that Am- was it Amazon or is it Netflix is doing on the Netflix. adult the adult content industry, the pornography industry, and it really got me thinking. Hey, like if if you know we're talking about that, like that sort of same logic to me sort of applies in the sense that you have to be on the cell phone and you have to be really easily consumed. It can't be difficult, like like this Utah Jazz TV deal, right? Like whatever they do, the cell phone has to be involved, and yes. I find that being like this common like narrative, like the SEC. Why do you think that SEC deal with ESPN is so valuable? Why do you think they paid three hundred million? Because of ESPN Plus, because it's on the phone. That's the essence of it. So to me, yeah, I think if you're not being seen in bars, if it's not easy to find you, if I got a like Pat McAfee show the other day, we're trying to find Pat McAfee show the other day, yeah, and we're like trying to find FanDuel and you know all these options, and it winds up that it's just on YouTube. And I'm like, dude, like, you got to tell that story, bro. It shouldn't be that hard to find you. Yeah. I think Rich Rod nailed this. And, again, I, I, I know that we've beat this story into the ground. 
But now it's not just us saying this. Now it's not just the hacks on YouTube. Now it, we're not the only ones saying that, hey, if you're going to do it, just understand. If you're going all in on streaming, just understand what the perils of that are, right? And for the Pac-12, I don't know that your TV deal can get any worse because I, everybody wants to talk about Pac-12 after dark. Those are not the games that you should be concerned about. You need wide-reaching distribution and availability of all of your football games. All five of your games every weekend need to be readily available to fans. Yeah. And right now, you're getting one or two games a week Fast. that are readily available. And that's the other issue with the Amazon piece. Amazon doesn't want all your games. No. They want one game. No, and, and I, I think I see all the comments ripping Rich Rodriguez. Listen, you can say whatever you want about Rich Rod. He's won. He's been in the Pac-12. Now, it was pretty much a disaster at Arizona when he told us at Pac-12 Media Day, we can't recruit to Tucson. Literally, he said that. He sat in front of us and said, we are not going to recruit high-level players to Tucson. Y'all feel to, me? We have to develop. Well, you knew he was on the way out as soon as he said that. But Rich Rodriguez, for everything that he is not, he understands the business of football. Yeah. And I think as somebody with experience in that league, he knows how difficult it is to get your tier two, tier three games on television. It's not that difficult in the SEC. It's not been that difficult in the Big 12. It certainly is not difficult in the Big 10. Yet the Pac-12 has struggled with this since its inception. And I, I, I'm, that's why I'm telling you, I know everybody looks at streaming and go all in on Amazon Prime. Well, and you look if at, Amazon Prime will still have it. And, and look at this, and I know we always work this MLS Apple thing, right? Like that's always yes. kind of the, kind of the go-to. But you're getting major names in this conversation, like major talking heads, right? The Marshans of the world and, and you know, the Orans of the world and even Wilner and Canzano for all their flaws. Talking about the fact that MLS went all in on Apple, obviously. And, and now it's like, all right, let's see what the reaction is to it. I think the only problem is, is MLS can afford a, a, a bad five-year window where nobody watches them. If you really think about it, they can survive. They can get by through that deal and work that out after yes. the deal's expired. The pack can't do that, man, right? You can't have just a god-awful pay-me-nothing TV deal. And and I know, hey, they're, they're, it's likely, like, we have it on really good information that the number's $25 million a year. The only question is how that's going to be broke out and what the what the networks or outlets are going to be. So, look, for me, I, I just, I don't know. I, I really want this TV deal and streaming deal to be good, but I have my doubts, especially when Amazon is like, hey, we only want one game a week. We only want a certain little bit of your total product. So if Oregon and Washington aren't cool with that, you're telling me that like Oregon State or like the the sub tier school is is just okay with that? Yeah. Anybody notice like anybody notice what uh. what the commissioner of the Mountain West was kind of talking about recently? Like I know they did this whole you know scam everybody announcement on Twitter where where they're like oh hey big announcement tomorrow guys right? Turns out it's just the release of their schedule right? No big deal and not I a, understand not a big that. announcement not a big announcement. But but what no one's paying attention to is what she's saying, which is, hey, it's she literally said in media availability in an interview, it's my job 
to keep my year to the street on expansion talks across college football because we know, we know that the big fish are hunting. They're not fish, they're sharks. They are hunting. And she even said, hey, it's not that we're like concerned. Concerned is the wrong word. It's more that we're prepared. We know that that's an inevitability. So when we talk about like TV deals and expansion and things happening, it's not a it's not a question of if Oregon and Washington are going to bounce. It's when they're going to bounce. Yes. Now, you know, that's five years from now because they got a TV deal done. Okay, great. But I'm telling you, the Big Ten, SEC, Duke it out thing is going to happen. It's just a matter of time. Yeah, and, and I don't necessarily believe that it's all doom and gloom for the Pac-12. I think it's mostly doom and gloom because I don't, I don't think you're going to have an easy road to get this grant of rights done. I think that could be just as long as this, this home stretch of these negotiations. Because again, if you're Washington and Oregon, why are you locking into the conference for five years? You're not. And the idea that there's out clauses, there's no out clauses. There's no out clauses. You're going to sign a grant to rights five years. You're staying. Right. There's no out clauses. And it's cool that you're you're getting all these deals done. And it's cool that you're signing future agreements. Leagues don't want to wait. Look at OU in Texas paying to get out early. Right. Leagues don't want to wait. And I'm telling you right now, there's a lot of value for Oregon and Washington to find a new home, even if it's a even if it's a financial write down for a first couple of years. There's real value in that. The guys that are going to suffer in these conversations about the Pac-12 specifically, it's going to be the lesser schools. It's going to be Oregon State, Washington State. Um, it's going to be a, a school like Utah who deserves so much better than this. And I know you're probably <coughs> tired of hearing me say it. Utah, it's players, it's coaches, it's alumni. They deserve better than this. And and I feel like Utah's just along for for a surfboard ride on the current. Like they're just chilling. Taken and going where the, the water's going to take them. Kick it, we'll flow. I mean, I, I, and I somehow we got into this position where the Big 12 is, is some kind of step down from the Pac-12. Mm -hmm. I'm telling you, it's not. And again, I know it pissed a bunch of people off and we must have got a dozen people who said, we're not going to listen to your show anymore. Because I said, hey, the Pac-12 is only, you know, or the Big 12 is only slightly more stable than the Pac-12. But tell me what's wrong with that statement. Tell me how that statement is inaccurate. Because I'm telling you now, the Big 12 is only slightly more stable than the Pac-12. These tables could easily be turned if the Big 12 hadn't gone out to market early, but they did. Well, and I think it's what the Mountain West Commissioner said, right? It's yeah. the same kind of concept where, like, you have the Commissioner of the Mountain West saying, hey, uh, we're not concerned. It's not like we're in a place where we're scared or worried or, or you know, again, concerned. But we're prepared. We're ready. We have an action plan. We know, she literally says, we know who we would add should someone pick up one of our schools. So my point is, if you're Brett Yormark, this is twofold. Who do you want to add now? Who are you hunting? Is that San Diego State? Is that Boise? Is that Gonzaga? Piss everybody off, Gonzaga. Um, you know, like, you know who you want to add. And, and also, I think you know what your contingency plan would be if the SEC or the Big Ten came calling. So, yeah, the Big 12 may be in a, a, a little bit better of a position than the Pac-12. Yeah, they got a media rights deal. There's a certain level of reliability in that, right? Like, you're, you're basically one step forward of the Pac right now. That doesn't make you bulletproof. No, not at all. Not at all. 
And I think James Knight is asking us a facetious question. How real is Ion TV as a potential Pac-12 partner? James, uh, and I'm being genuine, James. I'm not even hanging on. Is that a real question or are you being facetious? Yeah, we've talked about this. I'd like you to answer that. I think, I think James, yeah, I think, you know. Uh, Neville93 says, what's up, brothers? Driving back to Utah already here in Vegas. Nice. Nice. Weren't you in L.A. or something I thought I saw, as usual, posting awesome pictures? I think so. Uh, Jeff Johnson says, hey, I made it. What's up? What's up, Gio? Uh, Capazzo says, uh, George going to get fired. I, I think it's mm. a real possibility. I think once you get resolution on these TV deals, I think the disappointment – and George Klyovkov is real. But let me pose this question, though. I mean, if you're going to fire the guy, why? Like, I understand that time is time is not infinite here, right? Like, obviously, you know, some people will tell you that that you know through this process, a Pac-12 is still only in the second quarter. They're still barely approaching halftime, if you will, of a football game. I'm telling you, it's way later in the game than that. I think it's. I think we're you know heading into the fourth quarter, and you're down, you know, 14 points. You're down two possessions. You got to get this thing like going. And and to me, if you're gonna if you're gonna start talking about firing George Klyovkov, you're already way late on this. If you wanted to fire Buddy, you needed to fire Buddy before like 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 a while ago because he's already messed this up. So let me get this right. You you want him to do this deal? Yeah. Get the grant of rights done. Then you're gonna fire him and bring someone else in to basically play mop up duty. I mean, that's exactly what they're talking about. I just don't understand that logic. I I, I and I guess. You know, if you do a bad job, you get fired. I, 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 obviously, that's how the world works. But, but I don't understand why you would just, you know, let him screw you, then ship him out. And I'm assuming he's probably got a buyout clause in his contract. I'm, I think because there's no way to have somebody else finish up this job. Mm-hmm. There, there's no way to have anybody else finish up this job. It's just not, it's just not possible. You know, like it is. It's one of those things where how are you, as the Pac-12 supposed to responsibly say to the rest of your presidents, hey, we need to replace George and hire X guy, and he's going to come in and negotiate the rest of our contract. Mm-hmm. I don't know how you do that. Because, again, I will look straight at, at Brett Yormark, excuse me. I will look straight at <laughs> Brett Yormark. <laughs> yeah. And I'll say, hey, that's an entertainment tycoon right there. It is. I need a Bob Iger to be my next commissioner of the Pac-12. A veteran. I need an operator, somebody who's been involved in TV. Give me a Bob Thompson. Give me a Bob Iger. Give me somebody who's been there and done that because I need that guy to negotiate my next rights deal. That's who the Pac-12 should have hired. They hired a guy who has no idea what he's doing. They hired a guy who, in my opinion, has not been he, – he's just not qualified – yeah, he's not ready. He's not able, George Klyovkov, to to do the job. He's not ready to execute at a level that is going to save, sustain, and allow for future growth mm-hmm. of what should be one of the dominant conferences in the country. And that's the shame in it. I mean, we've and and I know we've said this a bunch, but like when you have when you have geography that's in California, Oregon, like you know Seattle, like you know, San Diego, if you will, like at some point, hopefully there's a lot of talk about adding San Diego state. Obviously they haven't, but you get my point. Like that's some of the best geography in the country and geography definitely matters. And I think, you know, again, it's so funny. It's so funny to me how this works. Cause if you start, if you break it down by geography, 
the conferences with the worst geography are doing the best. And you know why that is? Because they don't think they're above you in a sense yeah. that they're not sitting here saying, oh, like, yeah, we're bulletproof. No, they're saying, hey, yeah, we put ourselves in a great position, but we got to continue to make money. We got to continue to grow and continue to stay on top. Yeah, I agree. Uh, Charles M says, do, do any of you feel like something big is about to go down? With the suddenly dead silence following a mad flurry of realignment chatter, what dead silence? Yeah, what do you mean? Uh, Klyovkov keeps getting one extension after another, the last being to mid-March. What extension are you talking about? Um, which many viewed as beyond the point of all reason. I have no idea. I don't know what you're talking about. If you want to explain that, Charles, I'm yeah, happy you, to. Yeah, what do you mean? I have no idea what you're talking. I don't. I'm not. We're not in the business of guessing if big things are going to happen. George Klyovkov's under contract. He's gotten no extensions. Yeah. So I don't know what contract extension you're talking about or extension. I don't know what that means. Maybe, maybe what he means, maybe what he means is is this idea that you know the deal, the TV deal, the distribution deal was supposed to be done by you know Thanksgiving. Then it was Christmas. Now it's March. Yeah, but that's like, not an extension. I mean, that's just the reality of the climate we're in. I mean, that's the ball rolling. There, there's no, there was never a hard fast deadline. They wanted to get it. They, I think they thought that they would come out of their exclusive window of negotiating with their current partners at ESPN and Fox, and they would immediately be able to negotiate a deal with somebody else. Right. Well, somebody else went to the Big Ten, and somebody else went to the Big 12, and there was not anybody else available. They got beat. So now you're trying to piece something together. They're, you're talking about, I, I guess, if this is what you mean, extensions. There was no nothing to extend. There's no deadline. I mean, the deadline is, frankly, they they basically have the this next football season. Right. And then into next basketball season. They've got essentially a year left on their TV deal. I mean, they could sign it 364 days from now, I guess. Mm -hmm. But you're out of at that point, you're getting nothing. You're getting pennies on on pennies. Yeah. I mean, you have no you have very little leverage now. You'd have no leverage then. Yeah. Because all of a sudden your games won't be on TV. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. You, know. uh, you got to get it done as soon as possible. I mean, anyone telling you different is is just not understanding. Jake Gordon, a member of the show, says, "Did you guys, um, did your guys' blood bags touch?" <laughs> they did not. When you fell out and passed out, they did not. Yeah, our you know our bags didn't ever touch and never do. Ron, wow, thank you for that. Uh, Ron McClure says, "Rich Rod's a joke." Just saying. Carl, well, I mean, but what does winning and losing on the football field have to do with his expertise about the business of the Pac-12? Yeah. I, I wouldn't think it has anything to do. Uh, Carl Adams says he wins just about everywhere he goes. Very funny. He does win. Rich Rodriguez wins. I mean, that it's hard to – Yeah, I mean, there you go, Ron McClure, 118 and 83. He wins. Yeah. He wins. Uh, Carl says, uh, I have mixed feelings about Rich Rod, but he he's not wrong. If you're going to trade exposure for media distribution, then it better be worth it. Well, and again, I'll put up with Rich Rod said. Um, he's talking about the Pac-12 with Dennis Dodd from CBS. And Rich Rod said, what is to stop Oregon and Washington from going to the Big Ten? From Arizona and Arizona State going to the Big 12? I would think they're teetering on the brink right now. That's exactly right. I yeah. would think they are teetering on the brink. 
I just think that makes sense. I, I don't think that that's like a controversial, like out of left field thing. I think that makes sense. I think it makes a lot of sense. Uh, Capazzo says, Jake, he's uh, going to get fired for this dumpster fire he created during these negotiations. Performance matters, and he's not cut the mustard. No, he hasn't. But let me ask you this, and I don't disagree. I, I don't disagree at all. I just think it's really interesting from a business sense. Like, if if you wanted to fire this guy, wouldn't you have done it, like, eight months ago? Because this is not a new conversation, right? Like, Like, this is something that's been going on for a long time. So, like... When, because, because for me, if I was going to fire George Klyovkov, I would have done it when the Big Twelve beat us, us when the Big Twelve beat the Pac Twelve to the TV deal. Because at that moment, if you know anything, and that's the other side of this that we need to get to, but if you know anything about anything with these distribution deals, mm-hmm. you knew at that time last year that you were in deep trouble because the Big Twelve have beaten you to market, and the SEC and the Big Ten. Right, and the ACC were already spoken for, so there's not a bunch of money left for them to just pour into your conference. So if you were going to fire him, you should have fired him then. Like my point is, is it's almost too late to fire him now. That's the thing. Yeah, I don't know how you save face at all here. I mean, it, can we all at least agree? Like, if we don't agree on the Big Twelve versus the Pac-12, I mean, you have to agree that. You are now operating in a very weakened position if you're the Pac-12. Like, just in general, I mean, if you're asking somebody to borrow a broom, they're going to leverage you for it. I mean, you, I mean where, where, where is, what is your position of strength here? Because I, I, I don't know what that is. I, yeah. I really don't. I mean, it, it is, it's crazy. Ruff's official says they said these same things about Larry Scott. I'm sure they did. Yeah. I'm sure they did. Well, and that's the other thing, too. Like, you you basically, and, and we've talked a lot about it, you basically hired Larry Scott version two. I mean, yeah. it's the same the same struggles. You still don't have a streaming deal. And, 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 yeah. and, again, I think that's another layer that no one ever talks about. Like, the conversation shouldn't be, will you have your distribution on, like, three different platforms? The conversation should be, hey, what's the TV, specific TV money then let's look at you know distribution on streaming. Well, and I think that's what where the Big Ten is. The Big Ten got the the largest TV deal in the history of college athletics, and yeah. now they're working to go on to the 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 streaming side of it. Because if they want to expand, they have to find a new revenue source. Well, what's that new revenue source? Yeah, well, it's a streaming deal, and I think that's where Oregon and Washington play a critical role. And Big Ten expansion is, hey, you you need to find a new influx of cash. I think the Pac-12 was never in position to even consider that because they have no options. They have to kind of take what's being given to them. It's a terrible <coughs> position to be in. It is. I don't envy them. I I, I just, it's a terrible would, position would to be in. Would firing George Klyovkov give them the shock to the system that they need? Oh, boy. I I mean, the shock to the system. Like, think about it. Because the position you're in, like, we've talked about how, you know, you are hammering your head. You're hammering your head on trying to get a distribution deal done. And I've said repeatedly that you need to do a 180 and bring it all in-house. Almost a shocking move, if you will. And to me, I look at George, and I agree with you guys. He's done a really poor job. That's not even some shocking take. He has done a poor job. And so... This conversation about firing him, I'm almost like, dude, like, yeah, maybe, hey, if you fired him today, let's say, or tomorrow, 
maybe that's the shock to the news cycle you need. Maybe that's like what kind of brings everyone's feathers up and they're like, whoa, yeah. whoa, you just, you did what? And then you bring someone in. I, I don't know. I'm not, I'm, I just think that's an interesting co concept. Yeah. <coughs> Hi. <coughs> Go ahead and hit the like button. Uh, appreciate you guys being here today. Please give us a like. It really does help the channel grow. Uh, as we talk about Big 12, Pac-12, and the Pac-12 TV situation here on the Monty Show, uh, anytime that we are talking college football uh, here on the program, it's presented by our good friends at Barbecue Pit Stop, bbqpitstop.com. Anytime you hear Barbecue Pit Stop, you think the best equipment in the barbecue business because they have it all. Whether it's a Big Green Egg, a Traeger, a Yoder, you name it, a Camp Chef pizza oven, they've got it. But they've also got the best experts in the business because it's one thing to have the equipment. It's another thing to understand how to use it. And the guys at Barbecue Pit Stop are going to show you how to use it. They're going to be available to you 24-7 on their website at bbqpitstop.com. They have a great little uh, chat bot. Like if you're putting a brisket on and you're like, man, how, with low and slow, what temperature is low and slow? You can chat with the guys at Barbecue Pit Stop right on their website and they're going to tell you, hey, it's 200. Hey, it's, hey, how long do I need to let it rest in a cooler? Do I really need to wrap it in a towel after it's done? They're going to give you all of the best on everything at Barbecue Pit Stop. That's why you go to there. Whether it's Logan, Leighton, Lehigh, St. George, or our good friends in Murray and State Street across from the mall, all those guys are local business owners, entrepreneurs who are grinding to make sure you're a customer for life. That's the kind of service you want. By the way, Again, I know I tell you this all the time. If you have not gotten the Asado seasoning from Flavor Knuckles, bbqpitstop.com. Hook it up, shop online. They'll ship it right to your front door, bbqpitstop.com. It is the single best seasoning in the business. Again, let me put that back up. Asado seasoning from Flavor Knuckles, man. Yes. It's everything you want. It's wings, Fresh. chops, steaks, salads, you name it, you can do it with asado seasoning now on here they tell you it's grill seasoning i think the single best discovery i've made about asado seasoning is scrambled eggs mm. dude you make some scrambled eggs with asado seasoning me? good night yeah dude it's bomb good night it's over make sure you tell the guys at barbecue pit stop you heard about it on the money program speaking of money hey money <laughs> Ryder o'brien what's up hope all you are well the best damn sports talk and frankly talk show in general in utah thanks riley good to see you appreciate you bro riley the best rv sales professional mm -hmm. uh in utah he's best. over there at uh, general rv and draper make sure you go by and say hello to him savior pena says like all casuals are confused right now about what's really going on i think everybody is i think everybody is and i think this situation the, the thing that I struggle with is I don't think people understand why they don't have a deal yet. Like, who said it? Was it Lou? Ruff's official. Losing teams in expansion are what's holding up a TV deal. It's not rocket science. It's not expansion. Yeah, agree with you, bro. It's not expansion. Yeah. I, absolutely, USC and UCLA, that crippled this conference. There's no question about that. The reason they don't have a deal done yet is because they're not unified and they don't have a leader, and they don't have a message. And there are 10 presidents, because USC and UCLA simply are not involved. Right. But there are 10 presidents who, I, I would say six of them are aligned, and then there's four of them that just have their own thing going on. And are like, nah, I'm not gonna do this. Or, you know, I think, I think some of the newer, like the president of Oregon State, I think would go on for this first grant of rights. 
and be like, yeah, okay, I'll follow the herd. But they, like the president's at, at, like President Kase at Washington does not want streaming. She does not want streaming. Mm-hmm. And I think it's, I think it is, um, what's the right way to say it? I think it is, it's not naivete. I think it's fear. You're making decisions based on money, Mm -hmm. which is always the wrong thing to do, whether you're in life or you are running a conference. If you're making decisions based on money, you're going to make the wrong decision. Facts. You should be making decisions based on what is best for your situation. And everybody's got a different answer for that because, again, they don't have leadership and they don't have unification. Mm-hmm. This, this expansion thing that everybody's chasing, dude, it's not real. It's not real because there's not, there is not an expansion partner that saves your bacon. What are you, must? Yeah, we've talked about this. It's yes. not real. Yes. You can sit here and talk about San Diego State being the savior of the Pac-12. It's not real. It's not fucking real. I'm t- but I'm, I'm, <laughs> you know, I'm telling you, it's not real. Because you get San Diego State and let's call it Fresno State or Boise. What is what does that really do for you? Yeah. ESPN's not paying for that. San I'm Diego State. Those are rookie numbers in yeah, this racket. San Diego State, maybe. Maybe. But man, I'm telling you, Fresno State, I, I Yeah, I mean, I think the trouble is is that, you know, mm. ten months ago, a year ago, adding San Diego, SMU, even uh you know, Fresno State, even though I'm not a huge fan of that move, would have been impactful. But now it's not because you're in a different not. place. That's exactly right. Now it's not. Uh, James Knight says, uh, hey, how does the smoker work? Forgive my ignorance, but it's not as prevalent here in Australia. You quite literally plug it in. Mm-hmm. You put pellets in that. There's a little box called a hopper. Yeah, they call plug it a it hopper, in, yeah. Pour the pellets in there and hit ignite. You are now smoking. The, I think the thing that people get a little trippy on is like strategies when you're, you know, cooking fish or cooking steak or cooking brisket or cooking this or cooking that. And people get kind of intimidated by that. But that's genuinely why we partnered with Barbecue Pit Stop because the staff there will tell you all those things. So, like, yeah, they have the smoker, they have the seasonings, asado is bomb, they've got your tongs and mats and all that good stuff. Tongs. But you can call them and be like, hey, man, like, I just got my Ironwood XL from you guys. You know, I'm uh, I'm trying this thing out. I got the drip tray in there. I put my mat down. I got it plugged in and turned on. But how do I do this? Like, do I just do 225 for like, you know, four days? Or what do I do? Four days. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, man, you just leave it on there four or five days when it comes. So it's probably not going to be there when you get back, but it's fine. Yeah. yeah, James, I'm a smoking king. I love it. Uh, Xavier Pena says, uh, I already read that one. MH5 says, what if the best remaining ACC, Pac-12, and Big 12 brands get together and form a whole new conference? What teams would that be? Oof. Okay. Um, While we marinate on that, because I think it's a difficult question to answer, honestly. I think that's not an easy question to answer. But think about this when you think about the APAC or that situation. Okay, great. You all banded together. That's fine, but that doesn't mean you have Georgia and Alabama playing each other for your conference championship game, right? Like, you don't have, you still don't have the most meaningful college football matchups in the land. So, cool, you can band together, but that doesn't, that's not going to change a lot. Well, and I think a lot of people forget that, like, everybody talks about football. Basketball matters. Like, in the ACC, that's a basketball conference. Yeah. There's no doubt about that. Um, I look at the Big 12. The Big 12, and I know this will piss people off, it's a basketball conference right now. You're, you're not an elite football conference. Um, I mean, adding BYU and Houston and Cincinnati, that's going to help you. Yeah. Those are great football programs, but 
You're a basketball conference right Program. now. Right, TCU was a revelation. K-State was a revelation. Right. Can you really count on Kansas? Can you really count? Like, what happened to Gundy and Oklahoma State last year? Can they rebound? Um, like, there's a lot of football questions in that conference. There ain't a whole lot of basketball questions, I'd tell you that. Yeah, dude. Hey, welcome Car Wash Channel to the membership. What's up, Car Wash Channel? Good to see you. Make sure you DM Jake, SLC Jake. He'll put you right into the uh, members-only Instagram chat, which has been lit. It was very rough day for uh, Tanner Plummer. Yeah, the super soaker... Um... Yeah, unfortunately, that was rough. Yeah. Tanner tried to get defensive. You're so fucked. The regulators mounted up, you know. That's every day. Dropped a bunch of gifts on him. It's pretty freaking amazing. Welcome to the program, sir. Yeah, Car Wash Channel, welcome to the show. Make sure you DM Jake. Hey, if you guys want to join the uh, membership, it is a great program. Uh, it's $9.99 a month. You can cancel it anytime. It gets you exclusive content, all program. of our insider information. Uh, goes to our uh, insiders first. We appreciate that. Click the link or uh, click on the join button uh, that we have in the chat for you or on your YouTube channel. There's a big white join button. Click on that. $9.99 a month gets you into our membership. Then DM Jake because he is going to put you into the members only uh, group on Instagram. Mr. Preston says DM chat was hot today. It was. <laughs> Jeff Johnson <laughs> says go Tanner. Exactly. Uh, T. Lawrence Gragston says, and UNLV Pac-12, you've already holding events there. Take over the city in San Diego State as well or fold. I wonder how valuable. It's just that UNLV does not win anything. Like they, they, and we've talked about this on the show before about UNLV, UNLV's value. Right. What is their value proposition to the Pac-12? Different market? I, I guess. I guess. I mean, it just doesn't, I don't know that there's a whole lot of value there. I think you're right. You could dominate the market. You already have your championship games there and yeah. you, you, you have bowl tie-ins there. I mean, I just don't know, man, I just don't know how valuable Vegas is. I, I think that's a very interesting one. I think that is a, a, a very interesting one. Alan Corbin says, Pac-12 should have taken the Big 12 schools in 2021 when they had the chance. Well, the truer words have yeah, never been dude, spoken. Facts. I would agree with that. Uh, Kay Nuren says, the Pac's casket has been ordered. Funeral services are being held at the Big 12 and the Big 10. Wow. Is this the dagger? Okay. Okay. This escalated quickly. Okay. Uh, James Knight says, I find the League Pass struggle to stream is that the app or my connection, the league pass. Great question, dude. How do yeah. you in Austin, James Knight, for those of you who don't know, he's one of our best listeners, one of our longtime listeners. Yeah. James is in Melbourne, Australia. So are you an NBA league pass guy? Are you using that through the NBA app? Because the NBA app is a, is atrocious. I'm not even going to lie. I can't even use it. Yeah. There are times where it just is not operating. So that's a really interesting question that you broach. Yeah. How do you, James, how do you get the NBA League Pass? I would love to know that. Well, I'm guessing. I mean, again, I'm sure he'll answer us, but I'm guessing it is the NBA app because I don't know, like, I don't know, are you home enough to justify the cost of YouTube TV and then access the League Pass through YouTube TV? Cause that's is that a lot what of, you do? No, I have DirecTV. Oh, shoot, that's right. Yeah, I have that's right. It's baked yeah. in your apartment complex. Yeah, that's I don't right. have a choice. That's right. I, yeah. I mean, I could not do it, but the thing is, Sidebar, quick sidebar. The thing is, the complex that I'm at, they make you pay, you know, this $170 like technology package 
so that they can cover their DirecTV fee. That's right. And their internet fee. The That's problem right. Is, I forgot about that. The problem is, what nobody tells you, is that you still got to go to DirecTV and pay for your packages and pay for your, your add-ons. You get like five channels right. as part of that. So you really aren't getting DirecTV as part of that. That's the problem. Yeah, I... Yeah, it's frustrating. Mapes, what's up, Mike Maples? Good to see you, buddy. Uh, the NFL Sunday ticket better not have issues on YouTube this year. Year one will determine if it stays there long term. Oh, I don't think it'll have issues, I don't bro. think so at I, all. I think the NFL the NFL struggles in a lot of areas, right? Like, I have, I have ripped the NFL to no end on this show. But what they don't struggle to do is broadcast. You can find their stuff re- easily, like very easily. Ruff's official says the League Pass app is horrible. Their programmers probably went to Oregon. Oh, my God. Poverty program, bro. <laughs> As you can see, there's not much hope for you left. <laughs> That's amazing. James Knight says, yes, NBA League Pass watching through Apple TV. Oh, okay, oh, okay. gotcha. Okay, yeah. Gotcha. See, well, so- I'm with Ruffs on this one. I think the NBA, the NBA streaming stuff, frankly, has been a letdown. I'm not going to lie. It, it is because we talked about cutting the cord last year. Yeah. And we didn't because there it, it just I don't think we're I don't think we're there yet in sports. Cuz you you cannot easily access the games that you want on stream right now. You have to like go hodgepodging a bunch of stuff together and that sucks. So I just don't think I think we're probably a little ahead of cutting the cord. Just a little bit. I could but be But I wrong. think I I will say when the Jazz get their new TV deal and they, you know, roll out, um, you know, a streaming package or, you Which, know. Which, by the way, today I was told that the Jazz are going to have an MSG-style package. Mm-hmm. We've had some odd conversations the last week, dude. We have. I should stop answering the phone. We have had some, and this isn't, hey, let me tell you who I've talked to. No, it's not like that. Dude, we've had some weird conversations this last week. It's been an intense week. I'm ready to go to bed. But yeah, James, I that's a struggle. Yeah, I'm. Uh, I, but my I'm point was, you. my point was, is that when the Jazz roll out their new streaming package, the yeah. the MSG style one, for me, you know, if I can, it, I hope that I can access that through like YouTube TV or like in James's case, Apple TV. If I can do that, if I have that integration, that'll make that a lot more attractive for me. If I can't, I'll probably um, still cut the cord, yeah. honestly, because that's the only real reason I have yeah. DirecTV, because yeah. AT&T Sportsnet is not accessible on YouTube TV right now. And or obviously, ever. and now it's ever, <laughs> right? Like, yeah, like they're going out of business. And so that's the reason I have Hey, it. wait, by the way, by the way, you jerks. Ah, sources, bro. What did we tell you about Ion the other day? Oh, that Ion was working on the regional baseball packages and stuff. By the way, did you see that the head of Script Sports today did an interview and what did he say they were working on? <coughs> oh, yeah, picking up all the RSN packages that uh, Bally's and, and you know, AT&T Sportsnets are going to leave in the lurch. Yeah, yeah, we told you. Righto again, bud. Who's that at the door? Mr. I told you so. No, it's your mom, and I'm taking her to pop. No, I'm, no, stop. No mom jokes Bro, on this show today. Relax, no mom relax. jokes on the show. Tyler Edit says, <laughs> are you guys ever going to incorporate call-in segments on the Monty show? Call-in- I will not do. Here's what I'll tell you. I'll never do call-ins. I'll, I'll, I can, we have ways. Like, we could, if you're asking because you would like to have a take, if you're asking because you would like this show to have a take, don't have suck. Some shades of Jim Rome. I mean, 
You could email me a video take if you want, and I'll watch it and review it. I can't guarantee it's going to get on the program, but I kind of feel no. like that's what the comment section's for. Yeah, that's what the comment section's for. And by the way, we're not going to do call-ins, but we are going to do football 50, 10 of the hour, every hour on the Monty program presented by our good friends at Papa Murphy's Pizza. Use the promo code MONTY25 to get 25% off your purchase of $25 or more at Papa Murphy's Pizza. Oh, Jarrah. Jarrah, Jarrah, Jarrah is in trouble again. I want to run this back if you're uh, just tuning into the program. Jerry Jones, a lawsuit has been allowed to go forward um, after several delays from Jerry's defense team. In the suit, Jerry is alleged and accused of sexually assaulting a woman in 2018 at a Cowboys game by forcibly kissing and grabbing the woman. Uh. Now, listen. These are serious allegations because Jerry Jones is happily married to a very fine woman, Mrs. Jerry Jones. But from what I understand, Jerry is, he's a get around guy. Oh wait, that's not his wife. Is that Mrs. J I don't think so, bro. But that's still a brunette. He likes brunettes, is, clearly. Is, is that, that... She's down there. She's she's down there. Is that Mrs.? That's not... Uh, this isn't Mrs. Jerry Jones, oh, either. Oh! Now we like blondes. Okay. This this is Mrs. Jerry Jones. This is not... Notice, you know, notice Mrs. Jerry Jones, how perfectly done her hair is. Yeah, this woman's hair is a little messed up. This woman's hair is a little messed up as well. I'm going to say that, Jerry, that's not your wife. Um, this is really bad. And again, I just want to ask the question. You're a billionaire and you own the Dallas Cowboys. How did this happen? How did this happen? Listen, man. I don't get it. Billionaires think they can do whatever the hell they want. And generally speaking, they can. But you cross the line when you involve another person and you do things to them that they don't want you to do to them. Like, that's just the reality of the situation, man. I don't understand it. I, I don't understand it. I've never understood it. I wish, and this is just me, I wish one day when, when a guy like Jerry, so Bob Kraft gets popped in a handy joint, right? I thought you said a handy joint. Yeah. Robert, you guys remember the Robert Kraft, the yeah. owner of the, yeah. uh, you know, the uh, New England the, Patriots. The formerly Tom Brady's. Right. Yeah. Right. On his way to the AFC championship game in Kansas City, he stopped at a handy joint. And he was serviced well, apparently. And then he got pulled over two blocks later because they had put cameras inside the handy joint. Uh... Unfortunately for uh, everybody who wanted to see the video of him in the handy joint, uh, the cops forgot to tick the box that said we're collecting electronic evidence. So the video was destroyed. The bottom line is Bob Kraft was in a handy joint. The bottom line is Jerry Jones groped a woman allegedly at a Cowboys game. Like, I don't understand Bill Clinton with a, a intern in the Oval Office. Right. I don't understand the Kennedys with everybody. Like, it's amazing to me that these guys, like, didn't, didn't, um, didn't, like, oh, the gangster from, Al Capone. Al Did, Capone. Didn't Al Capone die of syphilis? I believe so, yes. Like, what are we doing?
Guy, what are we doing? Can you not be discreet? Can you can you not be like, hey, I'm I'm Jared Jones. I'm just over here circumcising Skeeters. Skeeters. I'm looking for a little play action fake here. Here's 500. Like, there's ways to do this without getting in trouble, dude. Yes. Yes. And so you chose to kiss and but forcibly grab a But I think it's this whole idea that they just run around and, you know, like, want to do whatever they want to do, and then they cross the line. Um, Ralph's official says, why do you guys hold billionaire owners with such contempt? It's not contempt. No, no, sir, you're getting it wrong. We don't hold billionaires in contempt. How many times do I have to say on this show, we've got to stop shaming rich people. But what we do have to do is hold them to account. Because when you're Jerry Jones and you're a billionaire, you have billions to lose by forcibly, allegedly, forcibly kissing and groping a woman. When you are Bill Clinton and you are the president of the United States, your ass got impeached because you smoked a cigar with an intern. Like, what are we talking about here, man? Yes. Are you serious? Right, you're Bob Kraft. You got humiliated in a in a in a in a handy joint on the way to the AFC Championship game. Are you being serious right now, dude? dude I mean, does the name Stormy Daniels not mean anything to anybody? One of the richest men on the planet, Elon Musk has kids everywhere. Are you kidding me? Herschel Walker should be a United States Senator right now, and why isn't he? Because he's got kids everywhere, and then he doesn't have kids because he took care of it when he's tried to put legislation in to avoid taking care of it. The thumb. Brett Favre is wrecked over his thumb. I'm not guilty. I'm not hating. I mean, look at a guy like Deshaun Watson. He used a washcloth, and now he's lost tens of millions of dollars. Yep. What are you talking about shaming them? You know why that is? Because he's under the thumb of owners. That's why. Shaming them? No, no, sir. Hold them to account. With great prosperity comes great responsibility, man. Facts, dude. Facts. What are you talking about? Do you know, Jerry Jones, do you have any idea how much Papa Murphy's pizza a billionaire can afford? Fresh out of Papa Murphy's kitchen, the limited time double bacon cheddar pizza. Uh, actually, it's fresh out of my oven. Dad, it's just an expression. <sighs> Mozzarella, crispy bacon, and Canadian bacon with nacho cheddar cheese sauce. Now that is an expression. At Papa Murphy's, we make great pizza, so you can make the pizza great. In my oven. Order now at papamurphys.com. <laughs> you guys are amazing. Big dog O-Town. Come on now. If you had big money, you could get away with, an, with unspeakable acts too. You have the ability to pay off who you need to to get exonerated. Okay, then why are we even having the conversation? Then why is Jerry Jones going back yeah. to... He's a billionaire well, owner like, of the Dallas Cowboys, dude. I love you, bro, but, but what do you mean? I mean, why... why? Why did Bob Kraft have to, quote, get off after they didn't check a box on paperwork? Dude, we, Big Dog O-Town, we need to go to Super Chicks on Riverdale Road one day um, and just have it out. And just, well, that came out wrong. That's what got Bill Clinton You just have to, like, with the snap intern. out of it a little bit. Yeah. See, what I meant to say, you know. Jackass. Yeah. What, what I had meant to say was. Stay hard. We need to go have a conversation at Super <laughs> Chicks, you know. Oh. See, that's what I had meant to say. 
I Don't did... touch me there. That, sir, is my no-no square. C.J. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> Vance says, smoked a cigar with an intern. Wow, am I wrong? Yeah, he wasn't doing the smoking, you know what I'm saying? Man? Oh, you boy, know? the uh, verdict is in on the Murdoch. Hey, he's guilty as hell. He's guilty as hell. What did that take? Eleven minutes. Okay, time to turn on the uh, news. Are That's you never a good idea, bro? Bro, come on. Are you serious with this guy, Alex Murdoff? If you guys don't know, is charged with murdering his wife and his son. They were killed in 2021, right? And this, bro, like the trial lasted longer than the freaking contemplation by the jury. The verdict's in. He, if the verdict is in already, his ass is guilty. Yeah, you're going. You're you're done, dude. Okay, it's, well, it's, uh, it's you guys go back and deliberate. They all walk through the door guilty. They, like they walk it's through the, the old, door. It's the Simpsons gif, right? right? Walk in the door, walk back out the door, right? Like because all the jury like slips are is, on dude. the table, right? Yeah, and it's it, like it's guilty. Done. All right, back to guilty, guilty. <laughs> Your ass is guilty. Yeah, dude. The hell out of. He killed his they wife are. and kid. Yeah, dude. Murdoch killed his wife and kid. Who are we even? See, and this is the best part. This is the best part about this. Yeah, he okay. So now it's on the old CNN machine. Yeah, and they have Alex Murdaugh on TV, sitting at the table, just waiting to get the needle because you know it's over. Look at his, but his face tells the story. Yeah, he He knows knows it's it's over. over, He knows it's over. He killed them. He killed them. Come on. Um, he he. You know, like I mean, he had stolen uh, money from his in-laws. Um. You know, he'd taken money from his law firm. Um, he staged, a, uh, like, his own... He tried to stage his own death. Right. You know, like, he, he tried to make it appear to be, like, uh, uh, you know, that that he was murdered. Because it's garbage. So that his son could inherit a life insurance policy that he could then take back. Come on. The guy, what was it? Like, I think it was 95 or 90 or 100 financial crimes. Right. This dude was charged with. He's obviously not a. And, and again, not uh, like this is the this is the big town O dog take, right? Big dog O town. I said, my bad. Yes. Uh, this is big dog's take, which is which is hey, these guys can just pay these things off, and the verdict is in. The judge has it, right? So we're about to get this verdict. Has He's to be, guilty. I mean, as it has hell. to be guilty. I think dude. this it was a. a be, I think I saw on Twitter this a three hour and ten minute like deliberation. Only so that they could shower and look good in the jury box. Dude, he looks terrified. Because he knows. He knows. By the way, this is in, what, South Carolina? Yeah, dude. You know. Damn, I'm, bro. He's been turned... Like, this Alex okay, Murdoff man. thing. Do you guys follow crime and, like... Yeah, is this, like... Are do, you guys do you guys follow this? this stuff? I love these kind of trials. I've been keeping up with it. And he's just, like, he's gotten caught lying at, like, every... It's, like, worse than Daniel Snyder. Oh, God, he's standing up now. Oh boy, he is standing up. No, look, oh, I watch. Hey, I watch. Boy. I watch the mayor of Kingstown. I know what it looks like to take the needle, friends. Oh boy, he is standing. I don't. Does South Carolina have the death penalty? I have no idea. <clears throat> I just saying, take the needle, probably. Okay, so now the judges read it. Now it's going to the jury. We, the jury, in the above entitled action, find this dick guilty. I mean, Mister Murphy. Ah, he's guilty, sir. Thank you. Bro, That's, I, I, can you imagine like standing there waiting for the, your life to end? Yeah, but dude, you killed your wife. I, and I kid don't feel allegedly. bad for him. I don't feel bad for him. But can you imagine that feeling? Like, dude, oh my god! They're, I, I mean, reading the verdict. Yeah, I, I just he's right. He's got to be guilty. 
We're Stop in, it. In the, we can't hear it. It's on silence. We're just waiting for them to say what it is. I mean, he, he is. I can't. I, you'll know. Just look at his face. Just look at his face because that's what's going to tell you what the verdict well, is. Well, he's looking awful sad right now, my brother. He's very George W. Bush, by the way. He is. He is very George W. Bush. I've thought that for a long time. But Alex Murdaugh, the verdict okay, is being red. read. It's red. The verdict is being read. Dude. I mean, do you not lose your bowels? I'm medieval on your ass. Do you, do you ass. not lose your bowels when they say guilty? Yeah, I mean, yeah, and, and you're right. I, I don't, does South care? Okay, I need to look this up. Although, I, I guess you've killed, you know, because he, this guy, I believe he did it. I mean, I, I think he did it. So, you know, and by the way, it's your wife and kid. Like, what kind of soul, you have any soul left? Bro, death penalty in South Carolina is electrocution. Oh, God damn. Alex Murdoch is going to be fried chicken. You're going to find him at Papa's or what Dude, do they call it? So, like, oh, okay, okay, wait, let me clarify. Electrocution oh. at the election of the convicted person by firing squad or lethal injection. See, I would take firing squad. Would you? I don't want. Yes, I don't want flipping injection. Yeah, dude, that's gnar, bro. I don't want. In, I don't want electrocution. Gnar, Just give me in firing <laughs> squad, dude. Let me close my eyes. You guys pull the trigger and we'll be done with this. Yeah. Like just, I, I couldn't even imagine. I could not even imagine. He is guilty of murder. Alex Murdoch, guilty of murder. See you later. Guilty. Bye-bye. Yeah, guilty. bro. Yeah. Guilty, guilty, guilty. Insane. Unbelievable. What are the people saying? Um, Capazzo says, I'm sure he is crapping his pants right now. How are you not? Brent Burnett says guilty, 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 right? Like it wasn't even close. It was, it, I mean, it wasn't even, this was not even, was this ever in question? I don't think so, man. But I don't think it was yeah, ever in question. I mean, yeah. You know, big, uh, big dog old town. Something like old boy did is too egregious to dismiss. However, sexual crimes here in America for rich, privileged people, different story. Y'all know what's up. Dude, I don't even disagree with you, but I think there's a yeah, certain limit. I kind of don't disagree with There's them. a certain limit, right? Like, you can only only go so far. Like, like if a bear craps in the wood and nobody saw it, did it actually happen? It's that type of deal. So, yeah. so once you went into the, the handy shop, Bob... And they got your ass on camera. It's over. Yeah. See, this dude's dead inside. Alex Murdoch didn't even blink an eye when they said guilty. This is fucking America. Like he's, you're done. You're done. You're, yeah, get out of here. You're done. Yeah, Charles, I don't know. How and why does anybody uh, kill their own child? Dude, you have to be sick, man. You got to be mean, like just not. Yeah. yeah. Gary says death penalty. Are you guys pro or anti-capital punishment? Pro. You're pro. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Mike Maple says so much for the rich buying verdicts. That's what I mean, you know? Yeah. I mean, you're guilty on every single There's charge. There's only you're so done. far you can go with money, bro. You are done, right? Like you're done. Yeah. I don't even. Yeah. I don't even. I, yeah. He I, looks yeah. soulless. I have to say he does look soulless. He, he looks, looks dead inside. You he guys. just looks like a robot. I'm all for it. Like, and it, Hey, by the way, by the way, if, if you're guilty, I think you should be able to say, I did it, firing squad tomorrow at noon. I'll say this. Hey, man, okay, you did it. You, you're, you're guilty. Okay. I disagree. How and when do you want to die? Nah. Tomorrow at noon. Nope. Why? I'm not doing him that favor. Well, I'm also did, not did paying those... to feed that jerk I, I at guess. all. Are you? I guess. I mean. Uh, 
Capasso says, pro-death penalty, also Team Lean. My guy, let's go. Do not encourage him. Team Lean, Come on, Capasso, do not not encourage him. Just just don't do it. Greg Romano says, now he knows how George Klyovkov feels. God damn. Damn. Wish this was you. (laughs) Gary is pro-death penalty. Yeah. Wow. Uh, Capasso is pro-death penalty, as I told you. Maury's pro-death penalty. Yeah. Um, Brent Burnett apparently is a Knicks fan, so he's pro death penalty. That's an issue. Uh, you know, uh, Mike Maple says watched a Netflix special on him. He never had a chance of getting off. No, never, never. Yeah, neither did Bob. Yeah, oh. yeah. Um, <laughs> main event says pure evilness. This guy has no remorse. Zero remorse. Zero remorse. Like he's not crying. Hey, so let me get this straight. You just murdered your kid and your wife and you were found guilty of it in the court of law (coughs) and you don't (coughs) shed a tear. You have no emotions. You're just kind of chilling. Even though you look like George W. Bush, which is reason enough to cry. You're just standing here like chilling. Yeah. Like this guy's dead inside. This guy is absolutely dead inside. Yes, he is, man. It's it's amazing. And that's why I'm pro. That's why I'm pro. Yeah, see, I, I just, I don't know, man. I understand your take about not wanting to pay to feed these guys, but I'm a big, big believer in the idea that Buddy needs to sit and and suffer because. So you want him to think about the fact I that he's going to die. live with it for at least a year, at least. A I year. don't want what I don't want is homie sitting in jail on my tax time being like, OK, time for morning chow, time for afternoon chow, time for a shower. Better go take a lap in the yard. Like, Dude, I, and the courtroom is just loaded. Oh, it is. This is a huge case. I know it's a huge case, but I'm just saying, like, dude. What a scumbag. Yeah, I don't know, man. I don't want to pay for people. Yeah. I don't. All right. Hey, all right. Now that we've gotten wow, the death penalty was, um, out of the way. Mm, yeah. You're welcome. You okay. know, yeah, uh, wow. the Monty Show presented by the Advocates, UtahAdvocates.com. No matter where you are, if you need an attorney... Uh, because you've been injured in a car accident. There was a terrible bike accident here in Utah this week uh, where a driver knocked a guy off of his bicycle. Call the advocates. The advocates are the best in the business at injury cases because they have so much experience. There's nothing that they have, have not seen or experienced. So they know the right thing to say. They know the right thing to do and when to do it. And the best part is you never come out of pocket to work with the advocates. You don't pay the advocates until they win your case at the Utah Advocates, utahadvocates.com. Don't forget their blood drive is coming up on March 6th, just a couple of days down the street here. Um, utahadvocates.com slash blog. Click on the blood drive. You get a uh, $10 Amazon gift card after you've donated. The Advocates present the Monty Show. Uh, let's get a couple more of your comments in here. Then we got to talk some NBA. Uh, Bill G says he'd love... He had never gotten out of jail anyway. Faces over 90 additional counts. Screw him. Yeah. Screw him. Uh, Jeff Johnson says, exactly, Monty. Taxpayer vacation for decades. No thanks. That's my biggest problem with it. That's my biggest problem with it. You know. Yeah. I don't know that I'm ready to call it a taxpayer vacation. Yep. Bill says guilty on all counts. Yes, he was. Maury Alvarez says, plus, I don't want to pay for all those uh, appeals they can try. All I'm saying is, okay, do you have any final words? Yes, sir. I'm guilty. I did it. I'd like a firing squad tomorrow at 3.37 in the afternoon. You want to? Okay, cool. All right, well, we'll see you out back tomorrow. Um, there's some garbage dumps. There's some garbage dump- dumpsters out back. We'll use that as a background, and then we're going to put a cap in your ass, okay? Um, All right, cool. 
adjourned. <laughs> like, I mean, I'm, I'm that simple about it. You want right, to go? We're going to move on here. Go. Yeah. yeah. Go. Uh, and if you want to say, hey, you got to take the needle. Okay, I'll take the needle tomorrow at 4 o'clock in the afternoon. By the way, can I please get some big rig pasta from Oregano's? Uh, extra Parmesan, though. Um, and then if you uh, could get me some uh, cannolis, that'd be great. And then you can put the needle in my arm. It's fine. Man. I'm not my even sure. My mind just always goes meal, to, man. holy cow, if you were dying tomorrow, what would you do? Bro, like. I don't know. If, if, if you it, knew you were dying but, at 4 o'clock tomorrow. But again, this is my point. You killed your wife and your kid. Aren't you dead already? You know. I don't know. Let's ask OJ. How do you? Well. But he's looking for the original killers. We, he doesn't have time to do an interview on the podcast. Yeah, no, that's not going to happen. <laughs> you know. <laughs> he's looking for the original killer. <laughs> OJ's a classic My example. My God, dude. How do you get out of bed every day? How do you get out of bed every day? Final. Like this dude, if he were ever to get out of prison, you killed your wife and your son. Yeah. How do you get out of bed every day? Back is broken. How do you wake up every night and not have that be the first thing you think about? I don't know. Do you have nightmares over it at some you point? You must. Does every day get easier? Do you stop thinking about the acts? It, it like Isn't the act itself baked in your brain like a, oh, a yeah. DVD or something? But the problem is he probably enjoyed it. He probably was about it. He wanted to do it, obviously. Yeah, I don't know. Main event says he does look like George Bush. Wow. Yeah, you're welcome. He does, dude. You're he welcome. does. Maury Alvarez says, just don't let them uh, pick the time and place. Just do it fast. Ah, uh, firing squad, we missed. We hit you in the thigh. Sorry, we're going to reload. We'll be right back. Ah, oh, damn, we missed again. Sorry, it's the other thigh. My bad. Having fun is the name of the game. <laughs> and now he's like on his, sitting on his derriere. Oh, sorry. Was that your shoulder? Oh, dear. Oh, my. Bro, uh, uh, my contacts are new. So I thought that was your head. My bad. My, my I will downsize your face with a shovel. It just, it really bothers me because like this cop that got killed in Chicago yesterday. Yeah. Did you guys hear about this story? This cop is chasing an assailant with an assault rifle who's chasing his girlfriend. And this cop is running down the street in Chicago. The guy whips around and shoots the cop multiple times who returns fire, hits the guy in the chest. Of course, the jerk lives and the cop dies. Yeah. Like, what is this guy? Are we going to let this guy live in prison for the rest of his life? Yeah, probably. What about this cop's family? They don't, they don't get satisfaction. They don't get. Yeah, I think they, I mean, I don't, do you know, do you happen to know how old that cop was? Are they going to get young? You know, He'd only been on the force five years. Yeah. I mean, that's, yeah. You're, you're. In a... That's what bothers me is we, we let these guys who commit these heinous crimes thrive in prison. For whatever thriving in prison is. I was going to say, what does that look like, though, you know? But now, like, a guy like that probably gets probably gets put into a shoe or a maximum security prison for capital murder of a, a peace officer. He lives in a cell 23 hours a day. They feed him in his cell. He, I think he gets, what, three showers a week. And he gets one hour a day out of his cell. But the cop is dead. But, that, I... I just don't sit like that. Doesn't sit right. Yeah, I mean, I'm with you, dude. You know. I'm with you 100%. Yeah. I don't know. That's just me. It is what it is. Uh, Brent Burnett says, what about Sexton out? JC out. Ochai out. What's next? The finisher? That, that, that was my name. Well, in, thanks for getting us back on track. Huh? That was my name in college. The finisher. How do you, think, how do you think Jake got here? 
Uh, okay. Wow, Dad. Yeah, probably. Wow. Probably too much. Uh, go ahead and hit the like button, though, because you know you like that. All right, so we got Capital Murder out of the way now. You know, coming up in 20 minutes on the yeah. non-sports stories of the day, we must debate the healthiest fast food cheeseburger. No, I thought you said the healthiest fast food cheeseburger. The healthiest fast food cheeseburger. Three-fourths of this is inaccurate. Real quick, can we talk about Deion Sanders? Yes, yes. Let's piss some people off talking about this. So the atheists are pissed. Um, look, I really don't care what your religious belief is. I don't, my, it, like, if you don't believe in God or you do believe in God, all right, cool, man. In God's name, image, and likeness. I'm with you. I'm with you. But talk specifically about Deion Sanders. Yeah. Homie got hired at Colorado. The homie who hired him at Colorado knew who Dion was, right? Like, it's no secret. You knew who Dion was. Dion is a God-fearing, Christ-loving, eight-toed football coach, right? That's who Dion Sanders is. Right. So when you hired him at Calorada, did you think he wasn't going to pray, pray with his players? Did you think he was going to stop praying with his players? Apparently, atheist groups in Colorado thought he would because there is now controversy over <laughs> Deion Sanders. <clears throat> atheist groups are upset, and particularly Freedom From Religion Foundation is upset that Deion Sanders is praying with his, his football players. It is our understanding that on December 20th, 2022, a staff member led other staff members in a Christian prayer to start an official meeting. More egregiously, on January 16th, 2023, Coach Sanders, Deion Sanders, directed a staff member to lead players and coaches in Christian prayer before a team meeting. It appears for these examples that Coach Sanders includes prayer in all of his team meetings and events, and likely prays regularly with his team. God bless. Well, yeah. Do you know how I know that? Because he chronicles his life on Instagram and YouTube, and guess what he does a lot? It's not a secret. He prays a lot. Why is this a problem? Did you not watch his show on Amazon? Where everything he starts and ends is prayer? Where every time he yells at a kid, when he's done yelling at the kid, they pray together? That's every day. <laughs> this is who this dude is. So now you're upset that he's at Colorado. What, Jackson State didn't upset you? It's fine that he prays at Jackson State, but now he's up in Boulder. You know, at a P5. And now we can't pray in public. Oh, uh, okay. Got it. They weren't done. Oh, well. The letter goes on and says, while he was coaching at Jackson State, he required the team to participate in a call and response prayer. Repeat after me, the Lord, I love you. Lord, I thank you. Lord, I magnify you. Without you, I wouldn't be a thing, a thing, a thing. In Jesus' name, amen. Yes, I saw that episode of the show too. Here's the thing I don't understand. Yeah. And, and I'm sorry, wait. Who is this complaining again? An, an atheist group in Colorado, Freedom From Religion Foundation. Okay. I don't have a problem with people being atheist. I don't have a problem with you being Christian. I don't have a problem if you are... Jewish, Muslim, 
Catholic, Roman Catholic, I don't care. It's all the same to me. I'm confident and I feel comfortable with my faith and where I am. God bless. Right? Okay, great. Cool. Why do you care? Why are we writing letters? Because you're upset about a situation that does not impact you. Now, if your kid was on the team and your kid was uncomfortable, yeah, write a letter, make a call. But that's not what they're saying here. Mm-hmm. Now, if, if you want to run a foundation, great. But why are you trying to go after a guy because he prays with his kids? Know your role and shut your mouth. Furthermore, do you have evidence that kids don't want to pray with him? Do you have evidence that he forced somebody to be a Christian or they couldn't be on his team? Then I'd be upset. Yeah. If Dion said, hey, you're Muslim, you're out. Hey, you're Jewish, you're out. Hey, you're an atheist, no, you're out. But you had no evidence he did that. And, and again, I, I, I asked this, like here in Utah, this is those, those damn Mormons. Right. I'm, what I'm trying to figure out is, why are you going after somebody who has no impact on you? Duke volleyball or South Carolina basketball? Yeah, I mean, I think the angle is that they they feel like, like, you know, this, you said this is an atheist foundation. Okay. It is. So those are, that's, that's their foundation's belief. And so they, it's their mission, I would guess, to make sure that, you know, there are issues created around when someone is praying and, you know, whatever. I don't, I don't know, man. Like, I just feel like, you know, the whole, concept of religion bothers people and i've never really understood it i understand it when it starts bleeding into forcing someone right again it's the jerry jones thing anytime you start forcing someone to do something they don't want to do now you got a problem but i agree we this is not new out of prime you this was happening in jackson state this guy this guy has been doing this for a long time you didn't have any problem you know when he was praying before games you didn't have a problem when you know he was doing this as a player. Like, I don't have a problem with this. And and I agree with what you said. Hey, if you have a kid in the program and you don't agree with this, okay, totally get it, dude. Send a letter, cause a problem. If you're not cool with that and your kid's in the program, I totally understand. If Prime had said, hey, you got to pray with us as a group, like you got to be like in the team meeting, before the team meeting, you have to be there for group prayer before the team meeting starts. Or you're off the team. Okay, now we have a problem. Now, okay, now but, we got a problem. But how, how, like, this has been a long-standing narrative about BYU. I mean, church on Sundays. Like, I can tell you at Notre Dame, it's not optional. You're going to church, like, every day. You're going to Mass every day at Notre Dame. Um, at BYU, you have to, oh, God, Mrs. Monty is on the text machine. Yeah, she's right there in the comments section. She is. Oh, she is. She yeah. is. Uh, Mrs. Oops, sorry. Mrs. Monty says it's a problem to force someone who doesn't believe in that God uh, to pray to it. But you don't know that that's happened. Yeah. Notice they don't say that, right? And you can show it, like, if you want to show it again, like, they didn't say that. They didn't say, no. hey, like, a bunch of people, you know, three, four kids are in the room, in the program, and they're uncomfortable. Now, if it comes out that they are uncomfortable and they're not about this and he's making them do it, okay, now we have a problem. But... We haven't crossed that threshold yet. We're ba- that this is basically just saying, "Hey, he's doing this, and it's a problem because we're atheists." So, who's really doing the forcing here? I would agree with that. And the thing that I don't like 
again, not to be redundant, and you guys are probably tired of hearing me say this, but yeah. if your kid's on the football team and he's an atheist and Dion makes him pray, okay, now we have a problem. But that's not the case here. And what they're saying, and the other thing is they're being jerks about it. Please remind Dion he's a football coach, not a pastor. This is a sports show. Don't talk politics. Well, right? Like, that's the same narrative. I, I think you're trying to create a problem where one does not exist. That Honestly, that's the biggest issue here is I don't see that there's a problem here. Mm -hmm. it, it, and until there is one, I just don't, like, I feel like this is people getting offended by it. Well, oh, that's definitely what it is. I, and again, I, it needs. We need to keep saying it because I because I don't want this to get misconstrued. I, I, I'm I don't know that that's how I would run a football program, but I'm not Deion Sanders, bro. I'm not Prime. I don't have Prime's perspective. I don't I don't have Prime's experience. I didn't play in the NFL. Like I, like it's different, dude. Like dude has dude has lived a very different life. That's and, right. And I, I feel comfortable saying from personal experience and from just observing most pro athletes are God-fearing individuals in one form or another. I'm not going to say most pro athletes are Christian or Catholic or Muslim, but most of them believe in the higher power. Most of them believe that they were put in a very advantageous position because of the athletic ability that they were born with. Like they believe in that. So I guess, yeah, I do kind of have a hard time believing that anyone has a problem at Colorado with what Prime's doing. This feels like a dog barking. This feels like somebody trying to pick a fight. And again, I just think the Freedom From Religion, and I don't want to get their name wrong, the Freedom From Religion Foundation does very good work. Yeah. I think it's a very, it, it, they're not a small organization, but this is looking for a fight. That I feel like that's what this is. You know, I, I, I think that it's really important. I think we victimize atheists. I think we, we, we tend to look at atheists as the lost when they're quite literally the opposite. Right. And Mrs. Monty probably should be on the show to talk about this because she is an atheist. Right. But I think the thing that really stands out to me is I hate when we pick fights where there isn't one. I hate when we create problems when there isn't one. Let me pose this question, though. For them, for the foundation, right? They feel like there is one. That's the tough part. Like, with their belief system, they feel like, because they're atheists, they feel like this is a problem. They feel like, hey, yes. there shouldn't be, you know, prayer of any variety. Don't think it's unique to Christianity, to be honest with you. I think prayer of any variety, if we're being serious, in a football program. And I'm telling you that praying... And, and like saying like the whole bless up thing that we always joke about. Do you think that Steph Curry just does that on accident? You think that that football players just do that on accident? No, it's, it's, it's literally what they believe, you know? So that's why I say like, I, until it comes out that there are kids in the program who are not cool with this, this is simply a foundation barking. That's what it is. Yeah. 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 I agree. Greg Hawkins says freedom from um, religious foundation has done some good work in the past. I don't personally have a problem with prayer in schools, but I do not agree with school led prayer. Perhaps if a student led the prayer, it would solve this. Yeah, perhaps. I just don't know why we're, we're picking a fight here. And, and then there's savagery in the comments as well. Jeremy Callahan would like to know. 
The real question is, is Dion praying hard enough for the media rights deal? <laughs> God, are you there? God. God. Oh, oh no. Uh, Creflo Dollar, I was looking for God, but you'll do. You'll do, Creflo. Um. That was a Creflo Dollar. Do you know who Creflo Dollar is? No. Oh, my God. You don't know who Creflo Dollar is? Oh, um. my God. Tell me somebody in the comments know who Creflo Dollar is. Bro. You don't know who Creflo Dollar is. Creflo Dollar is a TV. He's Joel Osteen, but better. Like Creflo Dollar is I've a... I've never seen Creflo Dollar in my life. You've never seen Creflo? Never. Oh, my God. Not one Creflo time. Dollar? Dude, he is like the... the he is like the evangelist of TV evangelists. Like, God, are you there? Can you hear my prayer, God? Oh, hello, Dion. How are you? <laughs> I, like, I just think we, we, this feels like an argument about something that, oh, God. Open the door again, Jake. Hello, God. God, is that you? God. Uh. Oh fuck. <laughs> <laughs> that was awesome, bro. <laughs> Hi. Well, hello, Mrs. Monty. Is that you? Hi. Well, hey there. Hey guys. Do you know who Creflo Dollar is? Uh, yeah. Why? You know who is like people. Jake doesn't. The, the big surprise. Jake doesn't know who Creflo Dollar is. Are you surprised by that? I don't know what Jake doesn't know about. I'm not surprised by that. You're not? Okay. Do you know who Joel Osteen is? Yes, of course. Tammy Faye Baker. No. You don't know who Tammy Faye Baker is? Bro, Why would is he this? know? Okay. He would have you guys, no knowledge let me of that. Guess, he did not grow buddy up is in from a the 70s. Just Google, no. religious house. I grew up in a heavily religious house. I know who the Bakers are. I grew up in a Baptist house. Praise Jesus. Hey, wait, we're not allowed to pray on the show because Dion does that for us now. Uh, so what would you like to say about our friends at the <laughs> Freedom From Religion Foundation? I get you're saying that there wasn't a student that spoke up about it. There probably was. There, there probably was. But here's the issue. Why are we allowing for one God to be prayed to and we're not giving equal time to all the gods then? Let's just give equal time to all the gods then, and we can have a breakout for everybody who wants but to pray to all you, the different gods. You can't do that. And then the people who don't want to pray to a god because they don't believe in gods can be. No. No, you can't do that because you're going to cut into weight room time then. Oh. And, and we got. Boy, you bitch. We got. What does Dion say? We got team meetings. We coming. We coming. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> In all seriousness, though, I, I, I have, you know what I think this is? And I don't think you're probably wrong. I would, I would guess somebody lodged an official public complaint. And my guess is, is that it's somebody who Dion's like, yeah, hey, I'm coming and it's Louie. Go ahead and hop in the transfer portal. <laughs> this is where that speech, I'm being serious. We've all, Mrs. Monty yeah, and I watched it together. Yeah. I know Jake has yeah. watched it naked on the couch, wrapped in saran wrap. Like yeah, next you and I both know Okay, this is probably somebody who was like, I, I'm offended that he said they should get in the portal because his kid's no. going to be quarterback. So, well, here's the thing. If 
you have a head coach that is heavily invested in a God, believes this God helps him win, mm-hmm. and is asking everyone to pray to this God before a game, during meetings. Anyone who doesn't believe that, they either going to have to be really brave to stand up and say, hey, dude, I'm walking out, knowing that they are likely not going to get any playing time or they will likely not have as much time as others, or maybe that they have to go to another school. Okay. It's the outlier. It's the me that feels uncomfortable with being forced to pray to someone else's God. That's why I don't go. That's why when I'm at family events and they want to pray to a God, I don't pray, (laughs) but I'm bold enough to not pray. Brandon Butler would like you to uh, bring the pain train and slap our bags. Um, Please don't. Do I that, mean, that's please. a whole other kind of church. That is but that there is there are churches who will do that for you if you like. I've been called a goddess, but you know, there's all different types. Tanner Plummer says God left the chat since Mrs. M came in. <laughs> okay. I don't think he was ever there. That's the thing. Eric and Raleigh says, sup, Jake, Tim, and the best part of the show, Britt. Thank you. There you go. Thank you. <laughs> Capazzo you know, says, I'm Tammy Faye. Honest. Tammy yeah. Faye, hot as hell. Not. Ooh, not, not. Dude, you should just Google Faye Tammy Faye. Like, like, and I should probably find a picture. Yeah. Because, like, m- Mrs. Monty, what is, like, your – do you have a, a TV evangelist? Like, mine is Joel Osteen, but I, I honestly don't recall – what, who was the other guy, the the uh, fall Jerry Falwell? Benny Hinn. Benny Hinn used oh, to Oh, Benny those. Hinn. Praise. Jeez, people would pass out on the floor. Jerry Falwell. Um, Benny Hinn. That yeah. brings it back. Oh, God, this there picture of Tammy Faye. There was a preacher, Bro, is that the Joker? Uh, oh, my. You guys, this picture of Tammy <laughs> Faye. that the Joker? Then I'm about to. I warn you, if you're eating dinner, you should probably you should probably not look at this next picture. Then I'm going. Dude, this Tammy, is so cried, bad. You got the worst mascara. She did not have water. Should I put this mascara. picture? Yeah, dude. Let me, okay. Do it. Yeah. This, but- is, this is so bad. Okay, here's a picture of Tammy Faye Baker. Oh wait, no. wrong picture. My bad. Um, that was Jim. <laughs> that was. Uh, let me get this comment off of here because I want full like. I want full full exposure like Jera. Huh? Yeah, full exposure like Jera. Okay, so this is Jera. This is Tammy Faye Baker. <laughs> oh my God! Mm. Like she is, dude. That's disgusting. Mm. I... That's that that's her at her. Mrs. Do... M, would you not agree? That's her at her best. Yes, but she would really pull on the heart. That's like her at her, her best. Yeah, that's rough. When she would cry and and her mascara would run down her face. She would cry. Jesus oh. needs for you to donate yeah. right now. I, I don't know, man. Was, I think this is, you know what, you guys, to, to put a bow around this Deion Sanders thing. Yeah. I, oh my God. Bro. To put Dude, a bow around this. <laughs> Bro, what are you looking at? <laughs> Just doing Google searches of Tammy Faye Baker oh. crying. Oh no. my God, you guys. This no. is some of our worst work ever. Are you, are you guys, do you, it's dinner hour. Should we be putting, it's 530 um, in the mountain time. I apologize for this. You're trying to not eat. Oh my God. <laughs> okay. Well, I'm pretty sure that that's Photoshopped, but. Damn, she needs to bless up a little more. Crying. 
Mm-hmm. She blessed but you're not wrong. Real pictures of, of dollars. She yeah. Hey, by the so way, much. by the way, did we get any? <laughs> did we get any new studio art at the house today? We did. Yes. There's a new. There's a new accoutrement coming to the. Uh, coming to the studio. Yes. Very so I'm super excited about that. Mrs. Monty, always, uh, always a pleasure to see you. Just to, to put a quick bow in it. It's just, and now her internet the service has gone. The I way want you to listen to me. Jim and Tammy Faye Baker. I don't know what happened to her. She got booted. I did That's not out of do the window. that. I did not do that. Well, God did it. God probably did it. That's terrible. Um, Eric and Raleigh says Dion's first player meeting where he was wearing a hat uh, while saying there will be no hat wearing in meetings shows exactly who Dion is. Is Mrs. Monty alive? No, she's gone. No, okay, she there, you go. there you go. Uh, Tanner says, Mrs. M, what makes you think that there are players who have an issue with this? Because there is part of this report is that there were public complaints. So that's really the only thing that you could, you know. Uh, Gumby Extra Regular says, not enough fire and brimstone from Joel. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Probably. Kay Nuren says, yes, the, the wife will lead the way. Exactly. Right. Exactly. Uh, Tom says, send that seed money to Dion for NIL. Billy Graham. Oh, my God, Mapes. Billy Graham. You don't even know who Billy Graham is, do you? Jake has no idea. Nope. No idea. T. Lawrence Gragston says, Charles Stanley is the best. Never heard of him. See, there's one I don't know. I don't know. Uh, Bob Larson don't forget America's favorite exorcist, Bob Larson. Good Lord. Uh, Eric and Raleigh says, Tammy Faye single-handedly kept makeup companies in business. Yes, she did. Uh, I have sinned against you, Baker. Exactly. Uh, Monty gonna large marge us. Whoa. whoa. No, I'm not. Uh, Court McMullen says, my dinner just came out both ends. Thanks for that photo. You're welcome. You're welcome. You know, sorry um, if you're offended by that. Mark Rasmussen says, "Why is it bad for a Christian pastor to have money? Pastor to have money? Nobody said it was bad for a Christian pastor to have money, to feed more kids and fund ministries and buy private jets, right?" Uh, the problem becomes, who was that one guy, the um, televangelist with the uh, with the private jets, and he Damn. said that he needed that to spread his message. Oh, I can't remember. Yeah, there Kenneth he is. Coleman. Yeah, Kenneth Coleman, dude, savage. Yeah, do you remember this guy on Inside Edition? Oh my God, the savage he was. Yeah, this dude lost his mind, dude. This guy right here. What's his name again? Kenneth Coleman. Do you dude, guys know who you Kenneth guys Coleman know this is? Guy, you yeah. guys will remember this dude. He is like this. Is what's wrong with Christian pastor uh, pastors? I don't buy that they're Christian pastors. When homie was accosted and was like, hey, I need this. And he's like, Jackass. yeah, and, and like getting violent over it. And mm -hmm. you guys remember that on Inside Edition? Oh, My yeah, God. Dude. Oh, yeah. 100%. My God. Stop it with dudes like this. That's what's wrong with televangelists. Yes. It's bros like that who are like, oh, got to get my third golf stream. Yeah. You know, like Joel Osteen, when there's a flood in Houston, won't open his church for people. Like, it's just. Stuff like that makes me crazy. Yeah, dude. Anyway, a couple more of this. Uh, Charles N. said, that's him. Yes, exactly right, Charles M. Mr. Preston says, I'm debating picking up my Papa Murphy's double bacon cheddar pizza after that. You should. Let's go. You absolutely should. You know. I mean, that's so bad. Jimmy Swagger, yes, is another one. Yeah. 
Uh, absolutely. Was that the guy who laughed like a demon when Biden bit the tangerine Twitter machine in the election beat? I don't know. I have no idea. I have no idea who that was. I don't know. All I know is, all I know is, is that stuff like this Deion Sanders thing, success breeds contempt. <coughs> I, I think that's why Deion is where he is. And maybe Mrs. Monty's right. There were complaints. Maybe and if was. he was forcing people to pray, if he was forcing people to pray who were not Christian or did, are atheists or don't have belief, he's absolutely wrong. Yeah. And yep. I agree that's a problem and it should be a problem for him because that's absolutely the wrong thing to <laughs> I do. I started having second thoughts. It's absolutely the wrong thing to do. So Yeah, I'm with you, man. Yep. Yeah, 100%. Is what it is. Yep. All right, uh, before we get to uh, fast food, can we talk about Daniel Jones from the Giants real quick? No? Yeah, I mean, if you want to. <laughs> wow, you don't want to? Well, I mean, it's a pretty... Yeah, we can talk about him. Yeah, yeah. It's a pretty what? I mean, it's a pretty... So the whole franchise tag situation in the NFL, I feel like, is getting way blown out of proportion, right? Now, I agree the conversation around different quarterbacks. Lamar is obviously leading the headlines in this realm. You know, NFL quarterbacks that should be franchise tagged. Daniel Jones, to me, is someone that should have a deal, right? Like, do the damn deal. Why are we franchise tagging? I don't understand it, man. I don't get it. Like, with that situation, because franchise tag is not about the player. It's about the situation. Like, with Lamar, you need to franchise him because he's asking for Mars, and you're never going to give it to him, and you need him. The Giants, you know, to me, like, you don't necessarily need Buddy. It'd be nice to keep him on a deal. So, I don't know that a franchise tag. Buddy. Yeah, I don't know that I franchise tag him. You need to you need to make a deal with Daniel Jones so that you can use the franchise tag on Saquon Barkley. That's really what this yeah, comes. Yeah, that's down fair. To. So, I am floating out of my okay. chair right now. We're good. All right, cool. Uh, the Monty Show is presented by our good friends at the Advocates, theadvocates.com. Hey, don't don't forget they have a blood drive coming up on the sixth. You get a free Amazon gift card. I am floating out of my chair. <laughs> theadvocates.com. Until tomorrow, say goodbye, Jake. Goodbye, Jake.